Hello, and welcome to episode 62 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the not-so-quiet place, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. I am the least quiet. Joining us, <laughs> you are the least quiet. Joining us for the first time, we have a remote guest, Mr. Damien Galarza, a true fan of the show. Say hello, Damien. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I thought you were just going to wave, and I was like, yeah. did he forget? That we're I don't doing think this you know how this works. Right <laughs> <laughs> before I wish we started, Damien did the whole, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it was wonderful. Twice in the first 90 seconds, bounding the beginning of the episode. On <laughs> <laughs> um, this week's episode, we're going to be discussing CG Bruce, Venom's first impressions, Cowboy Rambo, Captain taking his last bow. And I watch four and seven-eighths of a movie traveling across the country, all before we dive into our flick of the week, A Quiet Place. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We are drinking Cigar City Brewing High Lie India Pale Ale. Is that how you say it? High Lie, yes. Huh. So here's the funny thing. Uh, I'm going to now read you the description on the side because this one has a little blurb. Okay. The Merry Game of High Lie... Provides inspiration for the citrus-forward India Pale Ale with notes of clementine, orange peel, and caramel malt, creating an IPA that's both bold and approachable. So, I read that for the first time right before we got on air here. So I said, huh, let me look up what, what Jialai is right. on <laughs> online. I've never heard of the game of Jialai. So I looked it up and immediately saw a picture of guys with helmets and shoulder pads and this long curved banana shaped thing that they used to fling a ball. I was like, Oh, it's fucking high lie. I never realized I never put two and two together because I've always heard it pronounced as one word. I mm. didn't realize that's what this was. Wait, is this that like, it's in like a, in a, in an enclosed room. Yes. It's like, it's like a much bigger version of like squash or, or like something like that. Right. Right. There was um, a, was it, was they, it they a, a lot weapon? Of, like, where they played that? <laughs> I don't remember. What I know it from is what in the first season of Archer when he goes to Miami <laughs> and yes. he's playing with the Cuban spy. Right, and right. That's what I know it from. But I've only ever heard it. They pronounce it all in one word, and I've seen it on the huh. can, and it's clearly two words. And I've always gone back and forth. Is it Jialai? Is it Hialai? It's probably, but I never said it out loud. I'll be like, damned. It's always been something that I thought or typed, so I've never strung it together, and then I would have figured it out if i had done that i'm gonna be honest with you in a million years would not have been able to tell you the name of that game <laughs> i had no idea that that's I what, it was, know what that was called but I didn't, i've never seen it written down i never huh. if i had seen it written down i would have known that's what it was right huh crazy cool have either of you had this one before um i know i've had a couple from cigar city i know we did one for the show in the past the guy yep um yeah. but i don't remember if i've ever actually had this one i've heard of it long time no. and usually people call it Jialai. <laughs> this one's been sitting around for a while, right? <laughs> uh, we've had it for a bit. I think I took this from you. This is one of the couple that I took yeah. from you when I dropped off a bunch. I'm pretty sure it was old at that point. Damien's is fresh, though. Damien Mine picked, is definitely fresh. He picked it up today. <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 the, in the last minute effort to get him on the show. <laughs> this was canned in the end of May, so that's actually not too bad. Oh, okay, not so bad. All right, awesome. Let's give this sucker a taste. Um, my uh, my sound effect pour has now settled, and I will be able to taste it, so cheers. Ooh, that was a nice one, Al. What did you clink with? I have an Al's Ales for later. Nice, just rub it in. 
You savage. I, I will. <laughs> so, oh, that's tasty. I like yeah, that. Yeah, this was much uh, brighter and fruitier even than I expected. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm curious to hear Damien's take because I know he's not. A, he's not a fan of IPAs. I was, I was just gonna say, I think you've maybe found the first IPA I actually like. All right, we did it. <laughs> Success. That's it, <laughs> well, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> so you would you would probably like then some of the New England ones. Not that this is exactly that style because this is much more inspired by that whole Florida culture that they're a part of there. Mm-hmm. Um, because how much. It, it, this is very fruity. They're not typically this fruity, and that's probably why, because it's got a decent IBU count, 65 IBUs, 7.5% alcohol, um, but there's got a lot of that bright, fruity uh, flavor to it that would kind of blur out the bitterness if you're not a, a huge fan of it, and it's not overly bitter. I'm going to get I'm gonna get Damien on the New England IPA train. Yeah, I feel like that's usually my problem with IPAs is um, they're a little bit too bitter for me. You got to find the ones with the right balance. I think we've kind of gotten out of that cycle in in that in the brewing world, where for a long time there was like a a, a hops arms race, like who could make the most bitter beer possible. It's you can make a very bitter beer. It just has to be balanced with the right amount of malt to it. If you if it's just like smacking you in the face with the bitterness, I don't necessarily love it either. If it doesn't have flavor to match it. Sure. I would say like the I feel like when Damien and I like we feel like I feel like we both started having them around the same time and it was while working in the city and everything that was thrown at you was just bad. <laughs> it was just not yeah. good stuff. And it's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Basically. This isn't good it at is, all. <laughs> it is something of an acquired taste, but on top of that, it like you there's quote unquote bad examples of it. Even like famous or popular or like expensive like beers if if it's just being bitter for bitter's sake without having the proper balancing then it kind of defeats the purpose in my book mm. I, I would agree with that sweet so shall we move on our first story of the, of the week cg bruce if i say cg bruce do you know what i'm talking about i would assume batman but i don't know i don't that, that, that's fine i mean i didn't expect you to, to to know what i was talking about i just kind of wrote it down because it was a note that I took from reading something. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that can be deciphered. Bruce was the name they gave the shark in Jaws. The mechanical shark. Okay. On the set, they called him Bruce. Bruce caused a lot of problems. And that explains why they name the big shark Bruce in Finding Nemo. Yes. Finding Nemo is what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Got that kid brain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Damien, are you a fan of Jaws? You know, I don't know if I've actually seen the whole thing. Oh, okay. I want to. That's kind of where we were, uh, what, six weeks ago? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did it during Shark Week. That was our episode. I don't know if you listened to that one. I don't think uh, I've heard that one yet. Okay. It it turns out that it's an instant classic, and the movie holds up, and I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that we watched it, and I really got the time with it, because now I just want to watch it over and over again, because it's that good. Uh, (laughs) The... The, what I came across was, uh, was Richard Dreyfuss saying that he would be okay with them updating the movie and just re-editing it with a CG shark over the parts where the shark is present. And I thought to myself, that's odd. Why would you be on board with that? Because this movie is really solid. And I think part of what makes it so good is it's still terrifying and it's still gripping, even though the shark is bad. <laughs> I could see them doing it maybe for 
select scenes, but it doesn't have to be for all. Yeah, yeah. I think they were. I think they were mostly speaking towards the end. Okay. But still, I just I, I feel like it holds up so well. That's something that I would not want to see. And I'm usually like okay with like yeah, go for it. You know, do new things. I'm fine with it. But it's at least it's not. A, I guess at least it's not a remake. Don't, yeah. Don't no, remake it. Remaking Jaws doesn't really make sense. What I am interested can in. We, is can we Jaws. can we do that? Can we find some way to create a list of all the movies that we're just never allowed to remake? Yeah, you can't. Like, you can't touch you can, these. <laughs> you can remaster them if you find ways that you think maybe some CGI would enhance it a little bit in case whatever. Like the not that I like all the changes that they've done over the years because I certainly don't. But mm. some of them I do like with the Star Wars movies as they've re-released them. If they want to do that sort of thing tastefully to certain older movies that, like, hey, this scene just doesn't really work with how shitty effects were at the time. If we just did this little thing, it would look so much better. I could be on board with that, but we need to come up with a list of things that, under no circumstances, are ever allowed to be remade until, like, 200 years from now. Do you have something that you would immediately put on that list? Well, like, I mean, any of, like, the old classics. Like, no one needs to remake The Godfather. No one needs no, to remake no. Jaws. Like, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, like, anything like it. that. Stuff like that doesn't need to be, you know, Citizen Kane. Pick your fucking movie. Not that anyone was going to remake <laughs> Citizen Kane. But, you know what I mean? Like, like anything that's like, belongs in the pantheon of movies, just never be allowed to be remade. <laughs> Damien, do you draw the line on any specific movie? <laughs> I don't know if I do. There's nothing yeah. that jumps to mind. I, say, you know, I don't feel like you wouldn't care as much. You're just like, if it's yeah. fun, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, I feel like you're an easygoing movie guy. <laughs> I appreciate well, that. If there's, if there's an older classic that you think you can make more accessible by updating it, I'm fine with that. But it doesn't need to be remade. How, yeah. where, do you, where do you stand on the updates that they made to the original Star Wars movies? I'd have to see the newest batch all the way through. It because changed a lot, like, multiple times, right? <laughs> I've seen some of it, um, just because that, that's what they play on TV now. Oh. but They, they um, play the most recent stuff on TV? Well, I know they did for the prequel trilogy, because I remember you and me talked about this a few months ago. I saw for the first time in a very long time um, certain parts of The Phantom Menace, and mm. they added a CGI... Yoda. I had no idea they had done that. Oh, right. You told me about that. That's a, so, that, that was a solid move. They, it's either and I was okay with that. It was just jarring. no puppet. <laughs> yeah, I, I was okay with it because it was so horribly done. If they'd done the puppet that was the original puppet, it would have been fine. But they did some other new puppet that wasn't Yoda. Yeah, that was weird. I was, I was not on board with that. <laughs> I will say... The changes that they made to uh, Return of the Jedi back in the day when they the first wave of changes that they made to it was the, yeah, the first 97, time. The 97 I, update, I was okay with what they did with all that stuff. Yeah, in fact, yeah. that's most of my memories, honestly, because I've seen that version many, many times. So I had seen the version prior to that a lot, and that was the first time that I, I really remember doubting my memory because when I saw the Sarlacc pit, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> they have a mouth? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. <laughs> the only reason that I didn't have that issue was because in the 97 remake, I had the, the DVDs of that, I think. Mm. Or I had had or I had had the VHS of that. That's what it was. Of the 97 redo. And the, the beginning before each movie, they talked about some of the updating they did. Yeah. So they show you the process of them grafting that imagery over the original. So that's why I know it and remember it. Right. 
like something in particular that I I know that they've done in the newest one. I don't know if it's the newest newest one or from several years ago, whatever. That I definitely don't like is I despise the edit that they did with Luke falling in when Cloud City after he gets his arm cut off. Mm. They they turn the volume up on the music as he's falling. They trim some of the video out and they cut out him screaming when he jumps off of the thing. Mm. And I always liked that. And they got rid of it and made it silent. And I really don't like that. I think I'd have to see it originally again. It's been it's been way too long. The the you know pit was the first thing. Yeah, I do. It's one of those things like I think what Anthony said, like I feel like I need to like re see them because I don't even remember like the different versions at this point. Like <laughs> and I know like when I grew up, I saw a lot of A New Hope and I saw a lot of Empire Strikes Back because we had those on VHS. But for some reason, we didn't have Return of the Jedi. So that's probably the one that I saw the least because I think I saw like once or twice. Yeah, that's because VHS right. tapes were like $1,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, the, so the, in that scene, like when he does the thing where he like gives up and he drops off the thing, he goes, yeah, ah, and it's it's trailing off and echoing as he's falling. What, what, yeah. what, is he, what does he go? He goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I, no, but I liked it because it was like the whole idea was he's surrendering to the moment, like come what may. Not surrendering to Darth Vader, surrendering to whatever is going to happen to him next in his defiance. And I've always felt that that was like a rebel yell in defiance mm. and pain and everything. You know what I mean? And they cut it out. I, I don't know why. Does they think it makes him look weak? Like, I, I don't. I With, always actually liked that. Without uh, remembering what it was like before and after, I'm willing to get behind you on this one. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. sounds pretty good. <laughs> uh, the, the reason I remember the old one so vividly, like, at least. Return of the Jedi, because that was the one that I watched the most. I think it was, I was definitely a Jedi kid, uh, was because that was one of the movies that I rented over and over and over again. From where? Damien? Blockbuster. No. no. <laughs> Earlier. Yeah, what's up with Select <laughs> video. What's up with select video? Yeah, so, what you guys might not know <laughs> is that Damien yeah. and I grew up knowing the same exact places <laughs> and areas, but did not know each other until college. <laughs> It turns out that well, he lived not too far from the pizzeria where the spinchoon was born. <laughs> I would say what's even better though is that you've talked about this in the past on past episodes how there was your pizza place yep. select video and then like what was the desserts plus. Yep. And like you would talk about that and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know all of those places except for your pizza place." I like literally would go to select video, I would go to desserts plus, but I had no idea what what Big Al's pizza was. And, and then I was like, "Damien, what about the train store?" And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I that. Like, yep. I was like, it was in between that. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. It was like there was just like a black hole of whatever was there. <laughs> so funny. Just we just walked could, by we every time so and it's just ago. like face blindness, like didn't see what it was. <laughs> and he's like, I go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I don't need this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did used to go to Pizza Hut. Place. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, that, that's all I had on CG Bruce. The next story on the list let's do a little round table here oh oh you got well you have enough stuff you didn't weren't clear about how much I stuff you had things. I had four oh okay cool and let's do, do it I, I i don't did we ever get an answer does damien have any news or nuggets i do not have no any he's news just diving in fair enough okay then we'll just alternate back and forth and damien can comment as he will um <laughs> let's go with a news because i know it was a joint news that you and i discussed but i didn't hear it on your rundown uh the deadpool christmas movie 
We discussed this the other day while you were in Seattle. Did you forget? Were you drunk? No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Sorry, there's what it was. Sorry, a Deadpool Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, so when he says it, now you remember. No, I was just – I knew there was a visual that went with it, and I was, like, paging through my mind of what it was, and I it's just Deadpool got it. Deadpool with a Christmas elf hat on. Yeah. <laughs> What's the rest of that, though? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for everyone to, like, catch yeah. up and, like, catch your breath. So <laughs> – This is how we do things. <laughs> yeah, so Deadpool 2 is getting a PG-13 re-release uh, in theaters at Christmas time to take the vacated spot of Alita Battle Angel, which was pushed back, I believe. Um, no. that on December was that 20th? Back? I don't know. Unless it, it maybe got moved forward, actually. In the story, it just says uh, into the de- December 21st spot previously occupied by Alita Battle Angel. So I don't know if it got pushed forward or pushed back. I feel like it might got pushed forward because I saw like some pretty lengthy trailers a long time ago. Yeah, no, there's been trailers out for like maybe going back to last year even. Yeah. Because um, I forgot it was a thing until fairly recently. Are you interested in that movie? I don't know. I'm gonna say, I've got, I've got, I have no feelings towards it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say that that's fair. I am indifferent. Uh, but anyway, they're doing a Christmas release, uh, and they're calling it The Deadpool Before Christmas, Naturally. as in Twas the Night Before Christmas. And the spin on it is they're going to parody The Princess Bride, in which Deadpool will be reading the story of Deadpool 2 in a more family-friendly version to adult Fred Savage reprising his role as the young boy from The Princess Bride. I will absolutely be seeing this. <laughs> There's not a question. <laughs> they released the first over. picture, and it was him sitting next to the bed, dressed as Deadpool, with the hat, the little Christmas hat, and it's adult Fred Savage with the bear sweater <laughs> in bed with the with the, the covers pulled up. <laughs> right, with like the same decorated... It's yeah. It's the room awesome. is exactly the same, yes. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah, I absolutely want to see that. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds. He is hysterical. And I don't know if you saw there's a really wonderful so you, are you familiar that he has a um, his gin company, Aviation Gin? You sent me the commercial oh after we recorded the episode last week. It's so ridiculous. It's him and Richard Branson and he's it, there's this they're going to be serving the the gist of it is they're serving aviation gin on the airline. But yeah, the way that he, the, the, the gin has a partnership with the airline. Right. But the way that he talks about it is their companies are merging. Yes. <laughs> it's and, just and he was gonna be the new CEO of the joint venture. Which was was it was it it was like Virgin Atlantic or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was it was something stupid. But uh he's he cracks me up. I, every time like I see him on screen, I'm just waiting to laugh. I know because I know what's gonna happen. I find well, him to be man. absolutely hysterical. What do you mean now? I mean, I didn't always feel that he was such a master of the craft earlier in his career. No. He was fine. I always found him hysterical from the I think from the first thing I saw him in, which was Just Friends, which is one of my favorite comedies. The first thing I ever saw him in, I think, was uh, Blade Trinity. Oh, and he was, was kind of trying too hard, but if you see all of the stories in the years since about the production of that movie... You understand why. Mm-hmm. So I've been willing to retroactively forgive him for that. Even though he did have some funny lines in it, it just was, it felt so forced and mechanical because 
they were doing a lot of the scenes without Wesley Snipes even on set because mm. he was such a diva. Um, <laughs> no, he, Wesley Snipes is apparently was a huge diva by the end of his like run of you know relevance. Mm. Um, and like the two of them used to fight on set constantly because Ryan Reynolds was like, hey, we're here to do a movie. Get out of your fucking trailer and come do the shot. And like he was like just being like this huge diva, and so Ryan Reynolds was pissed. And yeah. like I, I can't blame him for that. That's that's totally fair. Damien, are you are you a fan of Ryan Reynolds? I am. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what the first thing I saw him in, but I do love him in Deadpool. Yeah, one of my I, favorites. Wait, waiting is another is another gem. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the thing just... is, wait, waiting and Van Wilder, I didn't see until several years after they came out. Oh, okay. So my run with him is a little bit pushed back but even his like 30 seconds in harold and kumar are like my favorite 30 seconds of that movie <laughs> yeah but when i saw that movie he wasn't a thing like mm-hmm. i didn't even know who he was that's fair that's fair love the man love it actually i'm gonna trail on that uh that blade comment from before and skip ahead to one of my stories which was the four movies and seven eighths of a movie that i watched I went yes, to Seattle. I, was, I did mean to follow up with you on that. What is the seven eights? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. So we uh, we went to Seattle this past weekend, and uh, there was a museum of pop art, and I sent Al a bunch of pictures from there, and he was very curious as to what I was doing because I didn't send him any explanation. I just sent him like the Two alien or three from pictures. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> what else did I send you? <laughs> uh, I forget, but yeah, no, I remember Sarah's. From uh, Galaxy Quest was one of them. And yep. I, I might have else. sent you the, the T-1000. I'm not sure. The I'm going to bring it up and scroll back if that is if my messenger app. But the reason that I'm, I'm jumping to the story first is there was also the entire Blade outfit behind glass. And it was really sweet. They had some really awesome movie paraphernalia. It was probably the best that I've seen since they went to the Museum of Moving Image in Queens, which had a lot of really dope stuff. But they some some cool things going on there. Oh, I sent you the Princess Bride stuff as well. Yes. There's been a lot of Princess Bride in the last couple it's of weeks. It's been coming up here. a lot. <laughs> that was and that was like the day after you sent the Christmas thing, right? Yes. Yeah. So weird. It's weird how time works. Uh, all, all of a sudden everything you're talking about seems relevant. It's really, really strange. Uh, but anyway, four and a, four and seven eighths of a movie. So, on the way there, I got three whole movies in. Nice. Okay, we watched Love Simon, which was fantastic. That's yeah. So I remember seeing trailers for it. I didn't see the movie. The main character in that, I, um, I don't know if I, Damon, I think I made you watch this, Kings of Summer. Yes. Yeah. So yes. The, the main character was from that movie. Uh, he's also in Jurassic World. Oh, that's a movie that the friend of a friend wrote. Yeah. Yep. Um, so watch that one, and it was it was wonderful. Watch the perks of being a wallflower, which was great movie. Yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and then I needed to come down from that emotional mess after watching that. And that I watched... movie is is a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it it hits you. It hits you hard. Uh, but the next movie that I watched on the flight was Heavyweights. Are either of you fans of Heavyweights? Was that the Ben Stiller in the nineties? Yes, yes, it was. He was. It's basically the character that Ben Stiller plays in that movie is the premise for his character, like Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen that movie, it is imperative <laughs> that you watch that movie. We we have to do an episode on it because it is so good. That movie. Uh, has... I I can tell you that I would be able to find an audience for that movie as well if we did it. Excellent. I know several people who were big fans of that movie. I saw it once as a kid, 
I don't really remember it. That'll be our first group. Our, that'll be our live episode. <laughs> <laughs> Audience participation. Man, oh, that movie kills me. It's so funny. Ben Stiller is, in that, is just out of his goddamn mind in that movie. And it is, it is great. That is the perfect way to come down from a serious, <laughs> a more serious topic. So those are the three movies on the way there. Okay. And then on the way back, I watched Tag. Did you guys get to see Tag? Never got around to it. Very funny. No. It was. It's silly. It's not like it's a great movie or anything. It's not like the best comedy that you've seen. We were supposed just... to do it for the show, and it never yeah. happened. Yeah, it just the timing didn't work out. But it's. I, I would. I would suggest seeing it. I ended up. I was a little annoyed. It said rated R, and it was censored. And I was like, I get it. We're on a plane, but don't. Don't bury the lead there. Just like. Oh, was it know, one of those ones where like it was like up for like the whole cabin to see? No. Then I don't know why it should have been censored. I, I don't either. And you know what? Even worse, this this really you know really grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> so on the flight there, we were on JetBlue, and you have this screen, you know, right in your in the seat in front of you. Great, you know, thousand movies went through the whole Netflix scenario of like, what are we gonna watch? There's so many options, and then still managed to see three movies, which is great. On the way back, we took Alaska, and there was no cabin screen. There was no seat screen. You just got this free connection to their Wi-Fi and you had to use your phone. Even more of a reason why it should not have been censored or I should have had the option. Yeah. And there's no there's like nothing really dirty going on in the movie. It's just uh it, it they do like the, the horrible dubbing over some of the words and the words that they choose don't make any sense. So it is very funny when it happens. Say, sometimes that can be the best, because that reminds me of my favorite I don't remember if we've if we've talked about it on the show before, but my favorite dubbing for content like that that I've ever seen is in Kill Bill Volume 1. There's... Damien, are you familiar? I know Anthony hasn't seen it. I have seen it a long time ago. Okay, so... I don't want to get too spoilery of anything, although if you've seen... or if you're anywhere functionally aware of the movies, you know the gist of what's going on. There's a scene with someone in a coma, and they're recalling hearing stuff as they kind of have some consciousness at times during the coma and it was the person was in the coma one of the attendants was hosting a little side business offering access to the person in the coma mm. yes i'm trying to clean it up as much as possible and that guy's name is buck <laughs> and he comes up to the person in a coma and says my name's buck and I'm here too. And the edit is party. <laughs> is, it like one of those, is it one of those like there's a long enough pause where there's no cadence to the delivery of the line? Well, so here's how the line Someone is delivered. Voice. It's reality. It's party. My name is Buck and I'm here to fuck. Right. And the edit is my name is Buck and I'm here to party. <laughs> <laughs> See, that... That is funny sometimes. I can I can appreciate that occasionally. Yeah. That was one that I've never seen because I had only ever seen the movie like on DVD at, around like at the time. Sure. So I just seen the movie and knew what was going on. But what a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I love Kill Bill," but the problem is I'd seen it like five times on TV before I actually saw it. Mm -hmm. And there's an edit where he says "party" instead of "fuck," and I, it's been a long time since I'd seen the movie, so I was like I have no idea what you're talking about. So we found the clip online. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, edits, edits can be fun. Edits can be fun. The, I think the, I feel like it's TBS 
that you said, that tries to have more of the edgy comedies and they can't. And that's like usually where you hear a lot of ridiculous, ridiculous dubbing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that 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 just bothered me. It's I mean it's on my phone. I just like couldn't. I was just like, let me let me see it. It's my headphones are attached to my phone. Nobody else hears this. It said rated R when it started. Like it's who are we kidding here? Well, that's, what, that's what I was wondering if it was like the cabin movie because yeah. then it would make sense. I would understand yeah. that. I'd be fine with that. Perfectly fine. Acceptable. But this was not. Uh, anyway, the movie is funny. I would do suggest seeing it. Like I said, it's not groundbreaking or anything like that. It it takes an emotional turn, which I was not expecting from a comedy, <laughs> but like like oh, an over the top comedy. But uh, it's uh, it's worth a watch. And the uh, you know Nick Miller playing Nick Miller is great. I'm always here for it. So well, Nick Miller playing high Nick Miller is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was the fourth movie I watched. Now I watched seven eighths of the new Tomb Raider movie. So uh, how was that? It was okay. I mean, as as good as I could have expected it to be. Uh, although the movie ended seven eighths of the way through, and <laughs> the 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 problem is when you're doing this, when you're watching it on on your phone, and you have to be connected to the plane Wi-Fi, and the plane Wi-Fi goes out when you start to descend, the movie's over. Yes, which is a little upsetting. Especially you don't know how it ended. I don't know how it ended. <laughs> but I've seen enough. So, like, I, I didn't feel like I was left in the dark. <laughs> I don't feel like much really happened. It was, it was very, a lot of it was predictable. Especially well, did you, you like, get through the climax? I got through enough of the climax to see where it was going. So, you got blue-balled by the movie. It... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the, what really, what really grinded my gears about that one, though, was uh, we let you know. There's so much time between the descent and getting to the gate and getting off the plane, where I could have finished that and probably watched like an episode of a sitcom, right? Like that's how much time passes. So I was like, oh, it's like the spinny wheel came up. I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch the movie again. I'm probably not going to go through the effort of finding it somewhere and fast-forwarding either. I, I've, I've seen enough. <laughs> I feel like you could probably go on YouTube and just find the last 10 minutes. The thing is, I don't think I need to. I think I got it. I think I see where this is going. I know who's dying. I know who's not dying. I, I know that there's definitely like a storyline, like a thread that's just not going to get resolved because of the amount of time that was left and the fact that we haven't revisited the character in a while. <laughs> Well, so, I think they set that up for a sequel, right? That probably. I mean, the intention of those <laughs> movies is always to make more of them, right? Yes. Uh, so anyway, but we land, and it's like, okay, you know, no big deal. Whatever. Kill, kill a few minutes. We'll we'll get off the plane soon. And uh, as soon as we land, the guy next to me, very funny guy sitting next to me the whole time. And uh, we land, and he goes, looks at his phone, and turns to me, and he goes, huh, my colleague just texted me. And he's like, you're probably going to be a little delayed coming to JFK. He goes, Delta Airlines wheel caught on fire. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see how that will naturally just affect every flight coming in, right? And he goes, when he said that, he's like, I was like, yeah, we'll probably be delayed. And he goes, I didn't expect it to be right there. And he points down the window and the wheel was on fire. Oh, good. And the captain's like, we're going to turn the engines off because we have to be towed in because they don't want the engines blowing the smoke around. <laughs> Fair enough. Things you don't consider yeah. when having... A literal tire fire on and, the tarmac. And all I was thinking was, could we get the, could we get the we'll movie going back. again? <laughs> can, can I finish this? <laughs> I got some time to go. 
But uh, yeah, seven eighths, and uh, good enough. Good enough. Weird, weird. The movie's strange. I don't know how a lot of those decisions were made when they. Did you see? No. Did either of you see it? No. Yeah, no. All right. I I encourage you to watch it just so that we could have a conversation about why, like why a lot of the stuff happened. It, it's also why like, No, just why in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to like close, somewhat be closely resemble the video games, right? The new like the later. I, Tomb Raider games? I believe that so. That that's kind of the I I think that was like the goal there. I definitely noticed like there were a lot of things that very much resembled a video game sequence, which were great. I really appreciated that. I thought that was fun. Like, there's one scene where she just basically falls through a branch and off a cliff and into the water. I was like, I've definitely died that way in this game. Like, <laughs> and, the, and, and she did what my character did on screen as they died. But she survived. And, uh, that, yeah, that's it. A lot of, lot of movies when you fly across the country. But yeah, I could catch up on a lot of stuff. All right, Al. Uh, take it away. Catch, speaking of catching up on stuff, did either of you happen to see the trailer... For Holmes and Watson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damien, no. Damien, do you no. know what this is? No. Quick, everyone, just turn off. We're going to let Damien... No, I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> uh, Damien, are you familiar with, with Holmes and Watson? Not the characters, this movie specifically. No, not at all. So it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Oh, yes, I have seen a poster for this, and I think I saw that, and I was like, wait, is this actually a movie? <laughs> yeah, so John John C. Riley plays Dr. Watson, and uh, Will Ferrell plays Sherlock Holmes, and it's as ridiculous as you might imagine that concept to sound like. It seems that the entire movie will be the two characters during the interview scene in Step Brothers. That's... Yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. <laughs> uh, during that... Or the scene where they put their bunk beds. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's predominantly the movie, because the scene that really got me to laugh good during the trailer was um, when they did the Robert Downey Jr. thing, where they show him calculating how something is going to happen as he's, like, doing, like, math in his head, and he swats a fly, and it hits a case holding African killer bees, (laughs) and the case cracks... (laughs) And the bees escape. And the thing is, they sh- they show him hit it, and then it cuts to the spiderweb cracking of the glass, and you can see the placard inside of it say what it is, and then it cuts to the bees are everywhere. And then he and shoots them. What got me is John Z. Riley pulling two revolvers out <laughs> and firing the revolvers oh at killer bees. And they're getting, there's like hundreds of them swarming them, and he's trying to fire them with two six-shooters. <laughs> the, those two they have such great comedic chemistry it's ridiculous it's incredible my the only thing though i this movie could easily not be that funny like if it fits too much and too over the top which is kind of what i got out of that trailer so we'll, we'll see where it goes i'm not i'm not gonna get myself overly excited for it i'm never going to bet against the two of them mm-hmm. being funny together i could see this Easily being a train wreck of a movie, though, because just the subject might be over their heads. It feels like more of a sketch than an entire movie. Yes, but that being said, even if the movie is god awful, which it may very well be, I still feel like I'll probably pull a few laughs out of it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they they are wonderful. <laughs> I 
That, I kind of just want to watch Talladega. I genuinely laughed hard. <laughs> Damien's doing the, the hands down. again. <laughs> I'm doing my hands. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I do love fake news. Of the <laughs> next story that I have here is that it might be a joint story with one of yours, Al, but the Venom first impressions are out. Oh, that was what I sent you yesterday. Yeah. Not, they're not very good. <laughs> they're they're very bad, <laughs> actually. Damien, have you heard anything about this so far? I, I saw this similar thing that was just like a bunch of negative feedback. I didn't actually read any articles. I just saw like the headlines. I was like, ooh, this doesn't sound good. Wait, Are did you, you send Did you send him the thing I sent you, Anthony? I didn't. Can you want to read it to him? <laughs> I'm just going to read him the headline from That's that great. article. That's good. And the headline, which was a collection of tweets once the social media gag order ended... Um, the headline of this collection was, in quotes, Catwoman level bad. Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Dash. The first reactions of Venom are in and oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is just a wonderful headline. The, the funny headline that I came across was from the Washington Post. And it said, uh, where is it? What Venom reviews are saying, a fun, fascinating mess. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do you have that article pulled up? Can you read some of the other tweets because there's some gold in there? There was. Uh, I can bring it back up in a minute. And yes, there were some very good ones in here. I mean, is anybody surprised? Not really. No. Are you still going to well, see it? So this is how I experienced it. I remember I was talking when they first announced it, and I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. And then they started to take shape a little bit. Cast Tom Hardy is like, eh, okay. And then. The first trailer came out. I was like, "Okay, that was kind of cool. Like, I, it looks like it's gonna be like a horror movie. Like, yeah, I could get on board with that. That makes sense." And then the the next like full trailer came out. I was like, "Okay, the Venom looks cool, but kind of cheesy. Whatever. Like, let's see what it's gonna be all about." So I'm gonna start reading you a little bit. This was on Games Radar, um, and it was a collection of tweets with the ending of the gag order and the with the end of the embargo. Uh, the headline here, uh, sub subheadline here was one of the worst comic book movies in recent times. Ouch! Most of the general consensus agrees on one thing: this is like something pre MCU and pre Batman Begins. Venom is a movie that harkens back to cheesy box office fare. That's not a good thing when people are chucking the c word around. That's right, Catwoman. <laughs> and now I'm going to start reading you tweets. Like a turd in the wind. <laughs> Social embargo for Venom is up. I talk about this a lot in my review, but this is a movie that somehow slipped through a wormhole from 2004. That's my biggest take. It's a movie that spilled from the pre-MCU era through a crack in time and space. I've been thinking a lot about that one because I've I've heard multiple people say something similar to that. And I do wonder if that was what they were going for. We'll see after we watch it. It could be just it could have been poor execution and not really been thinking about it, or it could have been like almost like a period piece. <laughs> well, to that point, uh, those exact words were almost used here. Uh, no, sorry, they were used here. Venom really is a period piece from the early days of superhero film, <laughs> and it's clear that they were aiming for this. I feel bad for anyone who that uses this as a negative point because they're too used to the same flavor of hero movies that we have from the MCU and DCU now. Let me just stop you there, though, because you lost me on same hero flavor of hero movies we have from the MCU and DCEU, because those two things right, are nothing yeah. alike. That's 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 fair. You'll, um, you you kind of just ruined your whole point with those those four yes. letters. 
You had me at the beginning, and then you lost me. Uh, then we have Venom is Catwoman level bad. With Tom Hardy's, Tom Hardy's worst performance since This Means War. Don't see this movie. Hang on. I like This Means War. <laughs> I know that some people like This Means War, but I've heard that it's objectively not a great movie. That's fair. <laughs> but it's an entertaining movie. I will say it was one of the oddest casts I can remember from the last 10 years. Yeah. It was a weird, it was a weird powwow. Tom Hardy, Chris Pine, and Reese Witherspoon, right? Yep. yep. That was strange. Strange. Let's pick people in the spotlight kind of thing. Sorry to say that Venom is pretty much a complete failure. A tonal mess that feels 15 years old, ignoring the storytelling strides that the superhero genre has made in recent years. A few fun Venom-centric moments aside, it has nearly nothing to offer. Don't get your hopes up. I mean, my hopes are not up. They have not been up. I will still see it, though. Tom Hardy's performance in Venom is either Johnny Depp in the first Pirates of the Caribbean or Chris Klein in Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. Either way, <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I want that to be like the tagline of every movie. Either way, it's not boring. <laughs> I'm not sure if Tom Hardy's weirdness sabotaged Venom or saved it, but it has a self-aware cartoonishness, especially in its latter half. It's not good, but it's better than expected. It doesn't feel like an R-rated film. I'm guessing the deleted 40 minutes is just Hardy clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Hang on. Wait, this one was pretty good. Um, significant chunks of Venom don't work at all, but there is some serious charm to the Eddie Venom relationship. Not sure I had the intended reaction to some scenes, but fun is fun even when it's totally ridiculous, right? It's too bad they didn't go for the R rating, though. Mm. So that's the thing I don't understand. This movie screams R rating to me. Right. And limiting yourself from that seems irresponsible. Yeah, I it, it could have been really cool to see them go like the dark horror route. Yeah, I, I think there would be room for that. We don't really have that. If you wanted to set yourself apart, if you were quote-unquote offended by how same all the superhero movies are from the last 10 years you could do something that's not those by doing a like a, a full-blown horror movie with an anti-hero now i i don't fully remember if it was the joker movie is the joker movie going to be rated r did you I don't, catch I don't that care. i am curious about that one as well um but yeah they this this could have benefited from it they could have gone. They could have gone all out, and it could have been interesting. And um, the success of Deadpool, Logan, and Deadpool Two should have shown you that you can do it and make money. Yeah, that Damien's nod says it all. It's just, <laughs> it's just like yes. Well, no, it doesn't say it. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just want to watch Logan now. Still too soon. And then, and then watch Deadpool to lighten things up again. <laughs> Man, Deadpool, that movie's dark. <laughs> Deadpool 2, I guess, because that's the one where he does the whole thing with yeah, Logan's grace. Yeah, that's true. I Like I had mentioned the other week, I rewatched the second one. It is way funnier. It was way funnier to me the second time than it was the first time I watched it. I keep picking up on little things, and it's, man, some, the guy next to me was watching it on the plane, also on the thing, and I was like, oh, man, that sucks. If that's if that's uh, censored, that movie's just not going to be as funny. Uh, but I kept seeing like little clips that would remind me of what's going on in the scene, and just the whole... The whole thing where he's just insistent that Cable's a racist 
just it just makes it so funny to me. <laughs> you, you killed him. <laughs> Have you watched a super duper cut yet? I Is there such a thing? did. I that's the one that I have, and I, maybe that's why I thought it was much funnier because I guess there I were things that I've I don't remember. That one's supposed to be funnier, yeah. Yeah, but uh, oh my goodness, it's so funny. I absolutely love it. Again, I didn't realize. I forgot that they did that. I, I would like to check that out. <laughs> Super duper cut. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Ryan Reynolds. All right, that was my event. Okay, so you're up. What do you got? Um. I have a new, and I have a nugget. Damien, what do you want? The new or the nugget? Go with the nugget. Okay. Nice. Uh, I bottled my pumpkin-ish beer this week. That's exciting. And boy, is it tasty. Ooh, brother. If Damien, you are, following... are you coming for the pumpkin beer tasting, or did I spoil that he wasn't invited? No, no. <laughs> Wait, there's a pumpkin beer tasting? I think, I think Kim extended a couple of weeks ago. She did. Yeah, we'll probably stop by uh, probably earlier than uh, uh, than when it starts. That's yeah. fine. Well, then you will not be able to. We'll, 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 get, we'll get Al there so that you can try it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yes, I'm going to bring a selection of the pumpkin-ish porter, and I am pretty excited for it. Very, I'm very excited for it. Uh, Al does not like to brag about his beer, but I've really enjoyed everything that I've had. Luckily, he <laughs> saved me from the one that made him want to die. Uh, but the um, other ones were great. <laughs> speaking of which, I found one hiding in my fridge. Oh, no. Can you really... Okay, so you're going to have to bring that. And well, no, I, have I to... opened it and took a sip and almost spit it out. You should have handed that to somebody. I didn't realize it was uh... it. Otherwise, I would have just dumped it. <laughs> you give it to Damien and he's like, mm, beer. Mm, it's good. <laughs> good job, yeah, no. Al. So bad that it would be impossible to keep that charade up. It would require Daniel Day. Challenge accepted. Let's see, let's see how M Dub really feels about beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So if you follow the Flicks and the Six Instagram account, you'll see I took the first picture of the first wave of our beer that we'll be having. Um, there's there's going to be a lot. I have been informed by another party member that there's nine more to add to that, and then another person's got. At least two more. Al's got his, so we're, we're going to have a nice selection. Is this like your apartment all over again? It is. It is. It's much more tame. <laughs> much more tame. <laughs> you know what it is? Here's the problem, and I've, I've explained this to Al before. When we used to do it at the apartment, Michael Warren would buy a six-pack of everything that he saw. That's too much beer. No, and we would, we would have to drink a lot of it to make room for more so that we can have the variety. So You're saying I this did, is a negative, but it sounds like a positive. No, no, it's not. <laughs> what I did was I went to the store. You did, you build your own six pack. You grab all the single large ones, and you walk away happy with a nice variety. And you don't have to. You didn't break the bank. Still not hearing anything wrong. With you this. didn't. You didn't overflow your gut. <laughs> but uh, we'll. I hopefully we could figure out some nice little tie into that for this episode for this show. Um, we'll see what we can do there. So we can record a very drunk episode or a very that's, hungover episode. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, it's a little 2 a.m. something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> once we've actually, like, once we dip into the scotch. <laughs> you, know how, you know how we do? <laughs> wait, dude, wait, you have to get the pumpkin scotch. Uh, that's I still have some. I still have some. I forget. Was it? Was that? It's bourbon. 
Yeah, I realized it was Bourbon. It was, uh, was that no, it's from whiskey. Rhode Island or Massachusetts? Well, I forgot uh, what the name of the... It is based in Rhode Island. They sell it... Oh, it's based in Massachusetts, and they sell it in Rhode Island and Massachusetts and one other place, I think. I can't uh, remember the name of it, but Sons we had it of Liberty. Sons of Liberty, that's why. I want to call it 21st Amendment, but I realized that was a brewery. It's good stuff. Man, that, that pumpkin spice uh, whiskey makes a mean hot toddy. Tell you what, <laughs> it, is, it is. You're feeling sick. You're not feeling sick anymore. It's just so good. <laughs> Sleep like a baby. You have a delicious treat right before you pass out. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. My next. I've never had a hot toddy. I'm gonna make you one. I think you'll like it. <laughs> hot toddy, good, good winter drink. Good, um, yeah. good sick drink. Good sick drink. Real good. It's like it's just like one of those. You know, you're feeling feverish. You're feeling gross. You know it's coming. It'll cure you. The next day you'll be like, "What happened yesterday? I feel fine today." <laughs> Listen, maybe it's maybe it's the lingering effects. In the seventeen hundreds, they used to pour brandy into your mouth and then onto the wound, and then they would chop your leg off at the knee. Something's going right for the last few hundred years. So, <laughs> good lord! So you're saying we should chop off more legs? Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I make Damien a hot toddy, and he's putting like a tourniquet around his arm, like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Did you not get that that's the deal? Come on. <laughs> is, is, how are we doing this one swing? Good God. Okay, do you want axe or bone saw? You pick. <laughs> who's, who's up next? We're offering two for ones here. Let's go. Good grief. All right. Uh, the, the next story I have here is Cowboy Rambo. So I came across a thing that was like, first, Oh, I did hear about this yesterday. Yeah. I was wondering, you said it earlier. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I heard almost those exact words the other day, yesterday or the day before, and I heard a whole story about it. Incredible. I don't have a huge story here. All I have is I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Of all the things, like it said, uh, first image of, of new Rambo, not what you expect. I scroll down to the image, and I'm like, didn't bury the lead. <laughs> I definitely did not expect that at all. And it's just it's just him. He's got the he's got like a plaid shirt, the jacket, the cowboy hat. I'm like, what's this? What's this movie about? <laughs> Where where's this taking place? How's this going down? Are you guys fans of the original uh, Rambo stuff? Uh, I saw First Blood mm -hmm. when I was younger, and I don't remember it that well. I remember Same. parts of it. Yep, I'm I'm in the same boat. I did see that the uh, the latest Rambo movie though. I saw that. Don't really remember it. Wasn't memorable other than the yeah him tearing that dude's trachea out. Yep. Um, that, that, spoiler. That. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. People die in the Rambo movie. All right, <laughs> relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the very slow motion tearing of the guy's <laughs> trachea. Not great. <laughs> okay. Um, Damien, are you a Rambo fan? I think I've only seen the first one, and I don't remember being like super into it. I thought it was okay, but I think I have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, I've I've kind of been curious to to, to go in and see all the old stuff, um, but I guess not enough to have done it though. <laughs> Crucial detail. Yeah, no, I uh, I saw the first like fifteen minutes of the second one, and then I saw like the last fifteen minutes of Rambo Three. How many are there? Four. I Not think it's yet. first. I think it's First Blood, First Blood Part Two, and then Rambo Three, isn't it? Yep. Oh, Damien's on it. And then, despite and, the fact that that makes no sense. And then the one that came out recently was just called Rambo, wasn't it? I think so. And when I say recently, yeah. I mean it was like five years ago or something ridiculous. It, yeah, at least yeah. Two thousand eight. Uh, 
damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's twice as long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's no, this new so one called? Did you read the synopsis for the new movie? No, I didn't. Good, because I'm going to give you oh, my so breakdown. Excited. I'm going to give you a synopsis of the synopsis. Are we getting one of Al's reads? No, I'm going to give you <laughs> okay. my synopsis of the synopsis. Got it. It is part Man on Fire, part Taken, mm-hmm. part Rambo, the sprinkle of city slickers. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just said makes me really want to see this movie. <laughs> I just really hope that they go off the rails here and there and just make it hysterical. You know, I don't think the comedy elements, but more just the random setting of I'm a cowboy now. Mm. Okay, okay. What if I dress like this? Like, how did that happen? Like, how did that decision get made? <laughs> so I think the whole thing was that he was like retired and working as like a a rancher or like a you know what I mean like okay. Are they and I think his, are they person his turf? No. So I think what happened was the I don't know if it's some friend of his or the person who owns the ranch he's working on. Kid gets kidnapped in. Mexico or something like that, and he's gonna go and rescue the kid. You know what would really blow my mind? Which is yeah. where the whole taken man on fire thing right. came in. But if they got like real meta on this one and they went like real existential and it was just like, what if it's a like if it's PTSD and all this this entire movie happens in his head? That would be nuts. like I feel like that would be a good movie. That would be an yeah, interesting take. Some tricky out, we'll do that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 screwed up. He's screwed what if up. it's all Inception, but with Rambo? Inception. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> David, have you seen Annihilation yet? Yes, I have. <laughs> I was going to do that, but then I was like, well, no, he literally said Inception, so I'll use the Inception noise. <laughs> <laughs> bah, just dark, ominous tones. We always come back to it. My last, uh, my last story here, not really a story, just a you know confirmation. Um, Chris Evans take uh, is done. He finished. He wrapped his final scenes as Captain. It's over. And yeah, so- uh, though I don't really care, as I've mentioned before, I don't like care for him as Captain America, or I don't really care for the character, whatever it is. It still made me a little sad. The end of era, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's, it's just I didn't expect to feel that way. I, I read that and I read like his tweet and I was like, oh, well, that's. That's it. He's it's like eight years. I was like, I don't care what it was. Anything that was eight years long, like, that's that's a long time. That's, yeah. that's you know, good good for him. Good for that that last performance that we saw because I was very happy with it. Um, oh man, well, I can't wait. One more. What's that? You'll still see one more. So. I will still see one more. Hopefully, he has just as many lines. The. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, I mean, the, he did deliver them well. I just love, he just didn't give a fuck anymore. Like, that's like, he was just like, I'm done with this shit. We got to save some people. Like, that, it's like, I'm not going to have this conversation. It doesn't matter, which is pretty much how everybody feels about politics right now. So it was really cool to see in a Marvel movie. Moving, I don't have it. That's it. That's the last of the notes. I think we wrapped up your nugget. Yes, I have one final new. Ooh. Wait, so you had news before? <laughs> I said I have a new and a nugget. We did the nugget, yeah. and then we did two and of I, your I news. I picked the nugget. You said I could pick, and I picked nugget. Didn't we? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right, then I jumped ahead news. of you. I jumped ahead of you after Rambo. I should have given you the new in between. It's all right, because the new is 
possibly somewhat juicy. I think you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, so we have the first look at the Star Wars TV series, which was titled this week by John Favreau. Did you see that? I didn't see the title. Uh, it is titled The Mandalorian. Ooh. Ooh. And there is a picture of a Mandalorian. Is this the live action one or the... This is the live action one that John yeah. Favreau is running. So I'm going to read you this story. It was picked up by a bunch of people. This story is off of Polygon. Um, like first look website. at Star Wars. What? I like their website. It's solid. Uh, first look at Star Wars TV series, The Mandalorian. Lucasfilm announces series directors, because there's going to be a bunch of directors doing the first season. Lucasfilm revealed the first image from The Mandalorian. It's a picture. It looks kind of like he's walking through... Uh, Tatooine, like the in in Mos Eisley, uh, it's a picture of a Mandalorian with the the classic helmet with the that imagery. Looks like he's got a rifle on his back, um, or she. Honestly, I don't know because you can't tell who if it's a man or a woman. Although it seems more like a man. Um, Lucasfilm revealed the first image from the Mandalorian, the live action streaming series set in the Star Wars universe, and announced an impressive list of directors who will help bring the series to life. The Mandalorian will tell the story of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic, as previously announced by producer John Favreau. That gunslinger will wear the iconic armor made famous by bounty hunter Boba Fett, as seen in the show's first production photo. Additionally, Lucasfilm named five episodic directors who will join Favreau in creating the show. The lineup includes Deborah Chow, whose television credits include Jessica Jones, Mr. Robot, and Rain. Rick okay. Famuyawa, whose films include Dope and Confirmation. Bryce Dallas Howard, the co-star of Jurassic World hmm. and director of various short films. Cool. And Taika Waititi, who yes! <laughs> Marvel's Thor Ragnarok and What We Do in the Shadows. Dave Filoni, known for his work on Star Wars The Clone Wars and Rebels, will direct the first episode of The Mandalorian. Awesome. Uh, and then it goes on to say that it will be executive produced by Favreau, Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin Wilson, with Karen Gilchrist will serve as co-executive producer. Ooh. And it's expected still to launch uh, at the end of next year. End of on oh, Disney end of next service. year. Got it. I was going to say, how, like, when do I have to start subscribing to this Disney streaming service is what my next question was going to be. <laughs> the Disney streaming service is supposed to launch at some point next year, I believe. Um, I don't remember okay. at what time... Um, but this will be launching. They've been since it was announced. They've said end of next year at yeah. some point. So. I will be subscribing to that as soon as those episodes are available to me. Yes, that's probably going to be the case for me as well. I still need to go back and finish all those animated series, though. <laughs> well, the new, the new one starts, I think, Monday. Yeah, Sun Sunday. This one's just creeping up. Very yeah. strange. I feel like there's not a lot of talk about it. It's the new show, and then they're also like doing another like additional season of Clone Wars or something like that too. If they're yes. rebooting Clone Wars. Not rebooting. They they had, had written um oh, you right. can actually see them like in like a like an alpha form of some of the episode the, there was the final season got cut short. Um yep. so they're gonna come back and finish that. Mm. I'm it, looking forward to that. Did it feel that way? When it ended Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. The ending yes. is somewhat abrupt. Oh damn! <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, so I guess it I, ended I in can the wait. Then. Chasing down. And then... <laughs> I was going to say somewhat abrupt. That's kind of generous. I felt like it was very abrupt. Well, the last like ninety seconds of the episode clearly smacked of it being hashed together at the last minute to be an ending. Right. But there was like 
it, the show ended on a three episode run that did not finish its story. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, at least they're finishing it off. That's kind of cool. Let's yeah. see. They'll they'll come back to it. Awesome. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited. The live action one is the one that's exciting me the most. I'm yes. very curious to see how that goes how that goes down. Um, man. Oh, the the anticipation's building now. And you oh, know yeah. why? They they're giving us time. Special <laughs> detail. You told me here here's a here's a little tidbit. This is a year away. What? <laughs> I don't want to wish away your thirties, but I want to see that stuff. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Have you finished Star Wars Rebels yet? No. No, I have to. I have to go back into that. I unfortunately, I don't think I've made any progress since last week's. <laughs> I, I don't believe you have. But I do. The, the thing is, Al can vouch for me here. They'll, there's just going to be like a random Tuesday when I'm going to text you and be like, I'm done. Well, that's what happened with Better Call Saul. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, like I've been like badgering him since like right before the new season came out, then right after first debuted, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I really, I wish I, I don't know why I dropped it, and like we kind of figured out where it was that he had left off. It was like the end of the second season, and then like. Me and him were talking about it. He's like, yeah, man, I really wish I could get into it. And then, like, that was when we were, like, doing the show on, like, a Wednesday. And then, like, Saturday night, he's like, I caught up to Better Call Saul. And I was like, what? Yeah, so it, really, it really helps when your wife is just as into the show and is like, what, you know, it gets later and later into the night. And it's like, you go, should we watch one more? And she's like, yeah. And then you watch another one. And then she goes, should we watch one more? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then you just go back and forth. And then it's the next day. <laughs> and you're finished with the series. <laughs> but all I know is it was like three nights later, and you watched a season and a half of it. So yeah, yeah, we we did, we did some good work there. <laughs> Man, that show was good. Um, but I will, yeah, I, I'll have to get a. I'm gonna get that Star Wars stuff back to the rotation. Gotta catch up. So it's it's very it's very good. There's no reason why. I honestly don't even know like why I stopped. I was kind of in this routine of watching it, and then like something changed, and then I just <laughs> I just like lost it. But uh, I'll get, I'll definitely get back into it. It was it's it was pretty, it's a pretty easy watch. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like relatively low investment each time you sit down to watch it. It's like what like twenty three minutes, twenty five minutes. At, at most, like yeah. uh, there was a couple of longer episodes, but that was mostly yeah, it was standard episodes. And, and like as I'm saying, like it's it's the short. It's easy. Like it's not most of them don't require much focus on your part. Like it's yeah I. <laughs> I think what I'm currently powering through the last season of Arrow because it's okay. all coming back. And I was like, it was like, I saw that, I saw that it was coming back. And I was like, oh, crap. I got like 15 episodes left in the previous season. So I just started powering through that. I think I'm, uh, I think now I probably have like seven left. But anyway, that shows, that shows pretty good. It, if you're fans of Arrow and Flash and you're at, like me with this last season of Arrow and you kind of just trailed off. Halfway through the season, it it does the reverse Luke Cage, and it actually gets good, and then it's engaging so far the rest of the way through, bringing characters back that you haven't seen in a very long time, actors on the show that you re- like used to enjoy. It's I like I like what they're doing with it. I like it. Speaking of which, I finally finished the second season of Luke Cage, and a much more cohesive start to finish nice. season than the first one. I don't think it quite reached the highs of the first season. But it stayed well above the lows. That's good. Um, 
So I, I enjoyed my time with it, and then I started powering through the second season of Iron Fist, which is better in every way, shape, or form than the oh, first season. So that's that's nice to hear because that that that's the thing that almost killed me on those Marvel shows. It still might be the quote unquote least good of them, yeah. but I've been enjoying it. I've powered through. The thing is, watching the first episode kind of almost was like a drag for me because I just finished watching a ton of Luke Cage, so it felt like a lot of the same. Yeah, but after watching the first episode and getting into what's going on in that show, I jumped through the first eight or nine episodes. I only have oh, like four or five episodes left. So, Damien, do you watch those shows? I haven't. I've only watched uh, the first season of Jessica Jones uh, oh, okay. with Aaron. Yeah, like you never watched like any of Daredevil? No, oh, Daredevil's so good. I love Daredevil, and the Punisher was very good as well. That's that's the one that I'm up to. That's that's the next one that I have to watch, and I just yeah, I just you should do that. Start do that too. Yeah. yeah, Punisher looked interesting. Daredevil also did. It felt like we somehow jumped into the middle, like got into Jessica Jones, and it felt daunting because it was like all these other shows. And I was like, I don't even know where to start. And where to, I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Daredevil is far and away the best of them. And yeah. Punisher probably is the second best. And uh, the new season of Daredevil is out in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, which, week is, which is why I really need to watch Punisher. Yeah. I feel like that's going to tie in. Uh, oh man! But the last thing that I saw was the defenders, and oh, didn't didn't like that. Well, what you're getting into <laughs> next will cleanse the palate. What's that? So what you're getting into next will cleanse okay, the that's, palate. That's fair. So it's gonna be it's gonna be one of these though, right? Because it's like Punisher's is really good from mm-hmm. what I hear, and then then what do I have to watch after that? Jessica Jones two. Yes. Then Luke Cage. Then Iron Fist. Yes. Then daredevil again yes so i'll have those three well i'm sure i'll probably was jessica jones second season good yeah yeah okay i really enjoyed you know, the first some, one. some people some people kind of complain about it. i actually liked it better than the first season a bit i do think you need to spread that show out a bit you can't be doing too many episodes in a <clears> row <throat> in a week because her character can be annoying as hell but yes she's supposed to be so yes. <laughs> like, yeah, she's supposed to get under your skin. Yeah, so um, like, you got to spread it out. Well, the thing is, the villain in that was excellent. Okay, cool. Um, and that is a little less so the case in the second season, but I think the whole... Oh, I thought you were saying that in the second season, the villain was excellent. No, no, the first season. Yeah, yeah the villain was but great in the first season. The second season, I think, may have been a tighter production. Mm. Felt like overall product. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the extraneous stuff that wasn't specifically about Jessica or Kilgrave, a lot of it I could have just done without. Right. So I cared about more of what was going on at all times in this season. But it, didn't again, didn't quite reach the highs of the best of their relationship butting heads. Gotcha. Cool. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting... Getting into the Punisher, I'll have to finish Arrow. It's the current, my current focus, and then, <laughs> and then I'll go into the Punisher. Nice. All right. Uh, any other, any other stories before we get into our flick of the week? No, I don't think so. Cool, Damien. Nope. You, you're right. This guy's ready. He's been ready for this movie. <laughs> Damien's been asking for this movie. He was about to start harassing Al for us to do this movie. <laughs> I was so confused when you sent me. Actually, we do have one more thing to discuss. Oh. <laughs> you sent me that text yesterday that I thought you pulled off of 
one of our accounts, someone oh, like no. getting on you online, and then you're like, oh no, this is Damien. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But it wouldn't have been outside the realm of possibility that it was someone contacting us because we made international waves last week. That's right. <laughs> we have fans in Germany now, uh, specifically the brewery of the beer that we did for last week's episode. Prost. <laughs> nice. Um, in case those of you, well, I don't see how any of you probably would know about this, but Anthony posted uh, the episode on Twitter, as he often does, uh, always does. After It, it we... just happens when I publish it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it came from his account and, you know, I retweeted it and everything. And so then Anthony sends me a text at two in the morning. You were in Seattle. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's my at bad. Two in the morning, I see it I wake up in the morning. What? That's my bad. No, it's okay. I didn't see it until then. It didn't wake me up. I didn't see it until I woke up in the morning. Hey, check out. Uh, actually, it was like super cryptic how you said it. it was something like, hey, check out like the episode on Twitter. And yeah. I was like, Oh, what? I have no idea what you just said. I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, so I went and looked. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I went and looked at his. I was like, yeah, I retweeted the episode. Did he not realize it? So I clicked on the tweet, and I see underneath it a tweet from the brewery in Germany telling us that we got it wrong on the description of the little girl on the front of the bottle. Actually, I still have the bottle right here. The, there's a, a German girl. Holding a couple of beers on this, the Rothhaus Pills, uh, the Tannins Apple. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. They like searched. I was like, how did they even find out? Because we didn't tag the brewery in the tweet. And I was like, oh, they could have done like a search of like their own name to see if anyone's talking about them. And then I saw that and I was like, that's cool. And I was like, wait a minute. I clicked on it and looked at the synopsis. I was like, I talked about the origin or the translation of the name of the beer, but I didn't talk about the girl. Which means they not only searched out this tweet and found the episode, they had to have listened to the first 15 minutes of the show That's right. to hear us talking about it to correct us on that. And they were super nice about it, too. Yep. I thought that was really cool. I got to say, <laughs> it probably means nothing to other people that do podcasts, but it, we tend to forget that there's people that listen to this that we haven't solicited into listening to the show. And when you get information like that, it's very... it's. It feels great. So thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> that was awesome. Tell all of your friends in Germany. That's right. <laughs> our biggest our biggest group of listeners now. <laughs> Moving on to our flick of the week. As I mentioned, Damien's been asking for this one for quite a bit now. Uh, I imagine it's because you enjoyed the movie, which I pushed on you for a while. <laughs> but uh, we're doing a quiet place tonight. Uh, the first thing I would like to I would like to know is. Damien, do you love this movie? Uh, I would say so, yeah. I was a big fan. Okay. Not what you were expecting when you went in? Uh, I didn't really have much expectations okay. going in, to be honest. I, it just sounded pretty interesting from the concept. And I like um, John Krasinski, so I was yeah, excited to great. see that. So, yeah. Nice. And now, Al, you were hesitant. I was. We have discussed that on the show in the past, yes. And how do you feel now? It was my Phantom Thread. Ooh, that's pretty crazy. This was my version of your Phantom Thread. I'm going to need you to see the Phantom Thread. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, opinions aren't wrong, but the Phantom Thread is the Phantom Thread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I say that because the Phantom Thread was 
uh, claimed across the land yeah. um, by many people. And claimed across the land. That's fine. Anthony was... Well, he hates it. God, I hate um, that movie. And... Well, this movie's a lot shorter than The Phantom Thread. An hour and 30 minutes. Um, and I don't want to say that I hate the movie. It frustrated me greatly. Okay. Okay, that's funny. I, I definitely did not feel that way. So I... I found the movie gripping the entire way through. I was like kind of like on the edge of my seat. I was very excited to see what went next. I didn't think at first what I thought was going to be a gimmick going into it. I didn't feel that way by the end. So I will say there were some cool sequences that from just analyzing it as a thriller, Mm -hmm. there are positives to it. And there are positives to this movie. Yeah. But my overall experience of it was not one of enjoyment in any way. Okay. Okay. I, I really I'm very excited to hear immediately about that. With the exception of one thing, which we'll get to later. Okay. Do we need to do we need to wait to hear really why? Like, should we go through some stuff first pre pre spoiler territory? There's some there's stuff we could do on either side of the veil. Okay. So let's let's go before the veil then. <laughs> okay. So I was very frustrated with how much nonverbal communication there was without subtitles. Really? Yes. I think it's something you can do in limited amounts when it's very obvious what the hand signals are supposed to be. Um, there is entire we conversation. May have a, we may have a problem here. This may be a viewing experience issue. Did you give me a version with no subtitles <laughs> when they were supposed to be? Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, this brings me a funny story because I should... <laughs> Oh, this yep, is so good! What this is so good! <laughs> that is 100% what happened. I, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Because I know tidbit. reading about the movie when it came out that a lot of people talked about how nice it was that they did, that the, the, the actress who played the daughter is deaf in real life, that they did sign language and this and that. I was like, oh, you know what? Not only does that make sense for the setting, that's a smart hook. It's cool that they did it and oh, that they man. made it accessible to show the accessibility with all of this. But you can't have a 90-second conversation between people yeah, they with no didn't. fucking way to tell nope. what's going on. Uh, that, that didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Wait, hang on. Because what happened was I'm sitting here like ready to throw shit at the screen because I'm like, do you know how many other ways that they've handled this better in other movies where it's like, I watch foreign language films where they speak not a single word of fucking English and they put subtitles the whole goddamn time. Oh, I'm cool man. with it. I don't care. I wish... I wish you oh, would have said God. something during it. I would have been able to help you out there. Yes, yeah. I didn't feel like texting you at 1 a.m. last night, so. I was watching Arrow. <laughs> <You could have laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, fun fact. Al was watching this movie on Plex. We were just, we were just letting him watch it so that he can do the show. And <laughs> when you watch a movie from Damien Spikes... <laughs> You do need to manually turn the subtitle channel on. <laughs> and then you kind of need to rewind a little. It's a weird little, I have to do like a little, little tweaking thing to get it to go. The only reason I know this is because I was watching some show and I think it was, I think it was when I was catching up on Better Call Saul. 
Yep, probably. And they're speaking Spanish. And I'm like, this is going on for way too long without subtitles. <laughs> and I went, uh... That was how I experienced it as well. Because if you watch a show that, that someone speaks in another language and they do a quick little thing of like one sentence or two and they don't tell you what it is, you can generally Man. infer what's going on, and it's often withheld from you on purpose. But when they give you an entire segment for five minutes when it's people are speaking a different language, either you get a translation from someone or you get subtitles. And I get neither of those things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yep. not on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have known that. I, I... <laughs> what's I funny is I was going to say, I had a funny story where when I, I, I bought the movie on, on 4K Blu-ray and I put it in, I ripped its flex, and I went to watch it. And I was like watching it for like 15 minutes and I was like, I feel like there should maybe be subtitles here. And I didn't have any. That is and then I was like, I'm going to stop the movie and put the disc in. And I was like, yep, there's supposed to be subtitles here. Uh, we totally yeah. sabotaged when they, you. When they did it, the whole first sequence, the whole thing, because it starts with day 89 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the whole first sequence on that day, they could have got away with that on that scene. I, I didn't think anything of it. Because all of it was quick stuff and like, okay, I, the, I totally buy in with this i think the majority of that scene is without yeah so yeah. i was fine with that part of it it was only when they got to a couple of scenes later where there's a full conversation between two people for like a long time i was like i don't fucking idea what they're saying i don't know oh sign language <laughs> i think that's that when i stopped amazing. the movie and went i need to put this disc in and see if there's actually subtitles now I listen, can't believe this would have made me, this would have made me hate the movie well, again i don't want to say hate this would have made my enjoyment of the movie Slightly more. I. It's not the only reason why I, I don't like it. There's a lot more wrong with it than that. We'll see about that. Uh, th- this is really funny. That's really unfortunate. Um, but that just clears one thing up. The Phantom Thread is still the worst. All right. So going. <laughs> let's talk. Can we talk about any? Yeah. That's amazing. I can't believe we set you up for failure like that. That's so funny. I had. Yeah. I, I was very. I did not sleep well last night because I was very irritated. When you were to as you were saying that, part of me was like. Weren't there subtitles? Like I'm so having the, this, this inner monologue. There's there's subtitles during that movie. I remember because I remember there's a certain line in the movie that I absolutely love, which is not spoken, and I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Um. So there was no. The thing is, I was looking up some stuff because I thought I missed something, and that will be something we get into later. Um. And I I don't think I did, but it could be wrong because what happened was I did watch all but the last maybe 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Last night, I finished that rest of it um, the, earlier this evening. Um, so I it could be a case of I just forgot last night before I turned it off. Something went on, but there's a, a, a very serious plot hole in my mind. Um, one of several. Okay. But, um, you yeah, know, it was very frustrating to watch, but I, I would not have enjoyed this movie even with subtitles. I just would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm curious to hear what those are once we lift the veil, but there's a couple things that I need to cover first. The first one is, uh, if you're not familiar with this movie, the premise is that there's these alien monsters that will destroy you if you make sound. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. This is the world we live on. We're 89 days into it and the movie picks up. We're about a year after that, or close to, probably. Um, just a little it was it was 380 days yeah. i think so and and that, and that's basically it we don't really know anything about these things we know they came from outer space uh and we only know that through like clippings in the background of newspapers and things like that if you really focus in on them which i actually liked that i that did was cool. i i i liked that as well and the uh so you you can't make a sound that's the goal and i mean maybe it's a little bit of immaturity on my part but i was thinking like I, we got about i don't know 
30, 40 minutes into the movie, and I'm thinking, has nobody had to pass gas? <laughs> like, especially with, like, they're, they're eating some pretty healthy stuff that would have actually probably caused some, too. Like, and I just, so like, that, that's, apparently that's a common uh, online question around this movie. Because I saw that in my tackling of other things that I was looking for. And it's not a huge problem for me. It's just something that, it, it is something that made me stop and, like, change what I was thinking about while I was watching the movie. I was like, Huh, there are so many things that could have easily gone wrong. And then as I was thinking about that, somebody got this when I saw this in the theaters, somebody got up and walked, went to go to the bathroom, and like they they must have had something like keys or something hanging from their their belt, and it hit the metal pole that separates the, the seats, and it went ding, and it turned to James and I was like, mm, he's dead. And <laughs> and that's like everything that happened, like every time somebody like opened a wrap or something, I, that's all I could think of. And then it was a joke going into the movie. I had read a lot of stuff about like people being like, "Oh, like they felt like weird eating their popcorn." That was a yes, real it, thing. It was. It, it was, was very uncomfortable. To be a big thing about the experience of watching this with people, especially because of the way they said. One of the reasons they chose to do completely no subtitles, completely silent in the first scene is um, <laughs> that they they knew people. That's what you do when you sit down. You fucking people can't yeah. late. They're opening shit and making a ton of noise. Yeah. So they want further. Because obviously, as the movie goes on, they open up the amount of sound later yeah. on. Yeah, it gets louder and louder. That's the oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, every time you every time you crunch, you did the you know you do the slow crunch. Like there's there's times in movies where it's quiet. And you want to you want to bite. You want to nibble. Yeah, I've been doing it this whole episode. Have you guys been able to hear it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you do the you just do the slow like. <laughs> You're chewing down on it, but uh, it's 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 very it's very apparent during that. But uh, yeah, every every move people made, I was like, yeah, you're you're done." What about a sneeze? That's the other thing that I was thinking of: a fart, a sneeze, and then I was then I then I took it a step further: a D'Amico sneeze. You'll kill the whole colony. <laughs> That's <laughs> have you heard me sneeze? <laughs> yeah, when when my mom sneezes, when when your mom sneezes, when you sneeze, it's it's intense. It's as if somebody is screaming the snot out of you. <laughs> Uh, there are exorcisms that are quieter. Right, right. It's, it's exactly what I'm getting at. Like you, you sneeze the in, it's, everyone's gone. It's just over for everybody. I was just saying. So basically, Al just doesn't survive. You know, he's Al. No, Al's done. Al, Al, Al is, we're, we're on day two, and Al's like, "Why is nobody talking?" And then he just gets sliced. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Where are the subtitles? Like, <laughs> well, no, what's gonna happen is you're gonna sneeze and somehow manage to do it silently, and I'm gonna laugh. Right. At you doing it, and that's what I'm gonna die right. from. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I've got a lot of things that I love about this movie. Uh, the first couple of things that I could talk about before we get into the spoiler territory are, I I think John Krasinski is fantastic in it. I do think I think the kids were awesome, and especially the, 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 one, the one kid, especially the 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 son that yeah was in the movie. This is, you know what? Honestly, it's in the tra- it's in the trailer. Smooth, smooth. It was I, as I was pausing, I remembered. Oh yeah, that was in the trailer. The son, the son that survived in the movie. <laughs> the son that survived. Incredible facial actor. Mm. I kind of got that from everybody though, because they had to. No, but him in particular. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. His. There was his, two. There was his two fear scenes. Fear was about very clear. What's up? His fear was very clear on his face. Two scenes that we could talk about post veil in particular that I was like. Man, he nailed that. 
Okay, so yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. I love, there's a lot of attention to detail of having to be quiet. There's like some really cool things that they do. Um, I was kind of curious when I saw the trailers, I was like, what's this Hansel and Gretel bullshit that's going on with these breadcrumbs that he's pouring <laughs> down? But I, I don't remember, was it sawdust? I don't even remember. Basically, you know, stopping them from making too much noise as they're walking. I was like, oh, like they're really paying attention to all this stuff. Painting the floorboards that are squeaky so that you don't step, or so that you step on the right, the appropriate ones. They are playing a Monopoly game with felt pieces so that nothing's clinking. They're eating with their hands. Like, like everything, there's something going on in every scene that's very calculated. And yeah, I don't think in the first sequence, I was like, that. man, you're walking around barefoot that much? Terrible. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, well, so eventually you're going to screw. Uh, that, I'm, that is certainly foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> which we'll get to <laughs> post-fail. You think? Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I felt like, for me, it seemed that everything was very calculated, and I thought it was really well done. Some of it. Well, I'm really curious. I can't wait to hear <laughs> what you have to say. I just, I really hope that there's so many things that you had a problem with that I could be like, yeah, but they said X. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's what happens. Uh, Damien, this this movie's a yes for you. It's a yes for me, Al. We'll see after the bell. Hard pass. Maybe. Hard pass. Maybe. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I will do need to see where this goes. Although your first experience with it was not the best. <laughs> or maybe it was the best because I truly suffered for the craft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I will say so. The, I was going to say that I mentioned the kids were fantastic. John Krasinski was fantastic. But uh, Emily Blunt kills it. She's like just a force to be reckoned with in this movie. This is my favorite performance of hers because she said the least words. Ouch. <laughs> I keep telling you I, I don't like her and I don't know why. Part of it's her voice. Hmm. I, I, which there's nothing she can do about that. I I don't have that aversion. <laughs> I actually think she's. I don't fantastic. know why she irritates me. And there's a uh, there's a couple of scenes that you probably have seen in the trailer. One particular in the bathtub, which is absolutely terrifying. And that whole thing is like, if you're not like, you should you should be so far off the edge of your seat that you fall. Like that's how absurd that whole sequence is. And it's just like, it's it's horrifying. It's it's craziness, and it's just yes, like this, giving it's birth cool. when you have to be the most silent does Who sound horrible. This? Yeah, it was, it was, that was a goddamn mess. Um, but anyway, I, I actually, I really did enjoy this movie, and we'll get into this, uh, you know, in this spoiler territory. But there's, as good as I loved, I liked the entire movie. There is a sequence towards the end of the movie that makes the entire thing for me that I absolutely love, which we'll get to post. Was it the Martha? Was it the Martha scene? Uh, Martha? There's well, a Martha analogous scene in this. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else before we get into spoiler territory? No. That's two That's two uh, yeses and a no. I'm going to do my best to turn it into three post-spoilers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> here we go. The veil has been lifted. We're in spoiler territory. Al, please. <laughs> please, just take the reins from here. I got I to gotta know some of the things that happened for you. This is, this is so unfortunate. <laughs> So everyone and everything in this movie is stupid. With the exception of one thing. The box that they created for the baby was brilliant. Brilliant. And it was an excellent bit of storytelling in that I was very confused why they had a canister with a breathing mask that they put into a box. You call it the box they made for the baby. I call it the creepy air coffin. It, either way, it was brilliant. But It was the only smart thing they did the whole time. Damien, um, how uncomfortable does that make you being a father? <laughs> that was pretty terrible. Even just the fact that she was pregnant, I was like, yeah, this is not going to end well for yeah. anybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, let's just talk about the stupidness of having a child in this scenario. Stupid. Mm. But we all knew that before the movie ever came out, just you know, from the trailers. So Neither here nor there. I, I'm going to pause on that one. No, I understand maybe, symbolically what it's all maybe. about. I get it, which is I, why I, I think why they did it. It is probably stupid this early. Depending on if they were to allow more time to lapse and they were considering the like they need to make the species go on, then yes, I could see it being important. But yes, trying to wrap that too. all in to get it into the one cohesive story, I'm I'm fine with. I don't I'm not I'm not upset by that. Well, because it's because we knew it was coming before the movie or came out, mm-hmm. it's something that I've already accepted, so I can sure. then move forward from it. To, but objectively, it is a stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's not actually anywhere near the top of the list of all the stupid things about this. The, the things that the people and things and the creatures do in this movie. The animals that get killed fairly early on when we're at the, the, the farm. Um, there's the critters that scare the shit out of them on the roof mm-hmm. during dinner that get killed slightly later. Yep. They're like, they're like fucking around and they're just like squeaking around and everything like that. Animals are really smart about some shit. They're really dumb about other shit. Um, if they've been alive that long, they, have i mean you we've all heard of evolution right they would have learned to have been stone silent by that point debatable no <laughs> it is because we don't know what we do learn that is if things are louder nearby it will distract from that so we don't know how aware they were how aware they are of this and if we're talking that it's only been it's been 89 days no, at that point it was already at the 400 and whatever days. And, but like what were you gonna say? Oh, sorry. Are you saying that the animals should have evolved by now, or what? To like, I'm saying that it's going? survival of the fittest. They would already have died if they hadn't learned the lesson. Oh, okay, I got you. I'm not saying actual evolution, but you know, oh, right. survival of the fittest. The dumb, loud animals would already all be dead by now. Um, everything that they do, there's a on his little whiteboard is the whole thing about soundproofing the house. They've done no soundproofing. They've had almost two years to do soundproofing. Um, they have done nothing other than put a mattress over a hole. Yeah, they put the mattress over the hole. Yeah, that's about that's it. Put nothing. some blankets down. <laughs> they play Monopoly with felt. Those are those are the big moves they've made. <laughs> because the thing is, when you're cooking, uh, they have a lot of glass in that house. Um, hmm. which you, there's no way you don't accidentally drop one of those four thousand mason jars. <clears throat> there's the fact that they had sex to have a kid completely silently. <laughs> they did it in the mattress hole. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they burp and sneeze and fart um, with no one ever catching them. <clears throat> they filled a silo with corn. You cannot do that in silence. Do we know how long the corn has been there? <clears throat> I'm assuming they put it there. They're harvesting corn. Oh, I kind of assumed it was already there. Yeah, same. That that one's. I'm not going to give you that one. <laughs> how long do you think corn can survive in a silo? I'm not saying that it was good. I'm just I saying it was no there. <laughs> Pretty obvious that they were still using it. It wasn't? Yeah, I don't even remember them eating corn. They have all the stuff preserved on the walls. I'm not I'm not willing to give you that one. <laughs> go, go on to the next. <laughs> just because you're being difficult. Uh, uh, because you I don't think so. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm coughing here because I was choking on what I was eating. Quietly or not. Um, But you know what? You know what happens when you eat every day? Occasionally you do what I'm doing. Mm. And since you haven't soundproofed your house, 
there's that old man who just decided I'm going to scream because my wife has died. And admittedly, it was very sad. I can understand being very upset, but that old man having been alive all this time, he's just sitting there holding it in, holding it in, and screams? See, I'm a little annoyed by that one. I would expect you to like a scene like that. No, because the thing is, I could see him ready to do it because, like, oh, well, I have nothing left to live for. Yeah. Except he's looking at two other living beings, mm-hmm. and he's possibly signing their death warrant with... Yeah, I see it as that was just more recognition <laughs> of how he has absolutely nothing left. You guys have each other. I literally have nothing left. I don't care. I want out the screen. I, that, to me, was... That, that well, how, was how, about, how about, you know... Tell them to get the fuck out. If, if it was one of those things where they, they look at him, he's tortured, and they've left, and then they've gone, and then you hear him scream, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But you're you're thinking logically where this seems <clears throat> emotional. Yeah, I mean, like, in the beginning of the movie, when their first kid gets killed by the monster, like, they're pretty close to him when he makes the noise, <clears throat> and he dies, but nobody else gets hurt. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that guy would get hurt without anybody else getting hurt. Which they took some liberties with how silent they were able to be while sprinting. Yeah, that's fair. The well, kill, well, but again, the sprint was not the loudest thing that was happening, which is the key to a lot of the masking that ho- happens with all the audio in the movie. Also, I was, I as much as I'm irritated with the idea of having a kid do it, because it's not like it was day one, it's day eighty nine or whatever it is. But I could let that. Go, except I'm now mad at the filmmakers of the kid putting. When I saw the scene with the 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 whole thing in the trailer, <clears throat> I assumed that it was. Oh, I picked up this toy. Didn't know there was batteries. Didn't know yeah. there was toys. That would make total sense. Yeah, I agree. him putting the batteries back in and doing it frustrated me. Um, that's kind of nitpicky, but it's just kind of again going into the whole idea. There's a lot of that's, dumb things. That's fair, and I w- I would actually be willing to give you that one because I was a little frustrated by that myself. <laughs> like they took the they took the time to have him remove the batteries and put them away, and then the kid puts them back in and then starts playing with it and continuing to play with it while there's a look of fear on your whole family, and it's like like if it was one of those things where it's like. You know, he went to play with the toy. The dad was like, oh, yeah, great. You get a toy. We we're all walking out. Everyone's happy. We've had a successful raid. And, oh, it started making noise and we didn't know. That's actually really good storytelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was a little bit um, too on the nose. I'm, I'm willing to give you that one. But it, what makes up for that is the the horror of that scene where the deaf daughter who gave him the toy doesn't hear what's happening behind her. And sees her family with horror-stricken faces as the father yep. runs off and then realizes, oh my god, I killed my brother. Yes, there are some of those things that Ooh. are good. Like I said before, the the facial acting. <clears throat> the kid, when they see the dead woman, because mm. you don't see the dead woman. You see close-up of them walking and you see his face yep. turned into pure horror. Very good job. Mm-hmm. And as well, the scene uh, at the end when they're in the car... And she's looking around, and he's looking out the window, and you see his face again, and it's like, oh, here we go. A couple of those things were really good. In, sp- in particular, I noticed that kid was very expressive facially. Yeah, the one, the one that did it for me was when he tells him to go light the fireworks, and like he, he's terrified, but he knows he has to do it, 
and like that just comes across so clearly on his face in that moment and he but he and he does it and he gets it done but it's just like uh, <clears throat> it's heartbreaking to have to watch the kid go through that <laughs> yeah which uh, that was actually pretty sorry two smart things the baby box and that fireworks thing the fireworks thing was clever that was a smart that was a smart uh, plan i liked the lights to warn that something's wrong did yeah. they explain yeah. that non-verbally no, I I just uh, no. I think that was just kind of impressive. no. I was just wondering if I missed something. I, I got what it was all about. No, they they did a. Said, I was just wondering if there was like some mention of it at some point. No, they did regular light, red light, and everybody went what? <laughs> <laughs> something horrible's <laughs> happened on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. No, so that was all I had on the stupidity stuff. I think it's a, a bunch of things. I I still have other things wrong with it, but that was just on that topic. What I had. But okay. why don't you guys tell me some stuff that you liked? Uh. <clears throat> I had mentioned pre-spoiler territory. I really liked the attention to detail of a lot of those things. I realize you're pointing out some things that you had issues with, but I thought the amount of time they spent making this world, like the like the world building post these aliens coming through, I thought it was some, tremendous. Some of that was cool, yeah. Um, I, like I said, I really liked those picture, those like swaths of newspaper clippings in the pharmacy and in the house. I did like a lot of that stuff because it was a yeah. lot of storytelling without sitting down and saying and so then the aliens came down you know it's like it's like you don't need it you don't need it all like you don't you don't need it but it's like if you're interested though here it is it's over here i thought that was a really cool way of handling that um i on the other hand i actually really loved i did like that scene with that old man um it just i feel like that whole thing depicted like just the horror of the world and like just the the desperation that, like that it's just like the loss like i have nothing else and then he he just lets lets loose it's also foreshadowing for later on in the movie and it's i i thought that scene was really well done um and i didn't i didn't have a problem with him getting away while he screamed and i didn't have a problem with him screaming at that moment either uh the i do want to like the the thing that i'm focused on right now which i really is i'm like being anxious to jump towards it is the final is the final scene with john krasinski because that is the scene that makes the movie for me where he says like i think he says i love you i've always loved you and then he screams and that's yes you, i you believe definitely that is what seem... he said because i looked i was looking at some stuff and i saw that somewhere and also i was able to kind of figure that bit out yeah. Which is why, like, if you did that scene without subtitles, I actually would be okay with something like but, that. You know like, what I mean? I loved that story with the father and the daughter because, like, you can tell, like, they, they can't talk, right? They can't talk about family things. They they, they, they can't really communicate in, in depth. I'm sure that they're not super attuned to sign language. They're still – I feel like they're still probably learning. And the daughter might know more than them. I would imagine if she's growing up with it and probably had a – I imagine had a tutor or, like, someone teaching her this, like – the whole way. The parents, the parents probably know it good enough, but probably not enough to have like a real emotional connected conversation. So like mm-hmm. having you know that the daughter thinks <clears throat> that she's responsible and the father is teaching the son how to do all these things because the daughter is going to be at risk because she can't hear what's going on. Right. And there's there's that little and that could come across as like you're mad at me or you don't love me or like you don't trust me like kind of thing, which would be, it's, it's a heart. There's a whole heartbreaking emotional thing going on between that whole family. And they, they can't really talk about it. And it just, that, that frustrates me, but I, I think that's intentional. They couldn't go into the mattress safe room to have a heart to heart. No, she can't hear him. I'm, I'm thinking that it's more of a language gap, like, because he can't, he doesn't know how to express that. Well, and 
the fact that this whole time, maybe the, this whole time <laughs> that he's sorry for those of you who can't hear, I uh, just signed, you know, writing on paper. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> you know, maybe write her a little letter while you go off on your excursion, and she can read it. Oh, yeah. hey, I didn't really think about that. I understand. It's an option, but there's also you know people communicate differently. I'm I. I, I think it's a real thing that could happen. It happens today with people that can speak to each other. So like it was, I thought it was handled really well. And the other piece that it kills me during all of this, he doesn't let her in the basement and all this stuff because it's it's kind of scary. There's all the details, there's all that stuff, and he's working on he's been working on these these hearing aids, and he's constantly. I was a little confused them. by that one. What like why she doesn't let him down? I I I had a feeling that it was because all of the information that he has found was down there, and he was still trying to shield them. I'm not sure if that's the case. I assumed it was because well I was see I was confused when I was watching it because I guess I was was slightly distracted I think I was still had silently of course on the very end of the Yankee game last night um, and I thought that that was another building and I thought he was worried that she was going to make too much noise going down there I didn't realize until later on that that was the room he was going to and then I was retroactively confused why he wasn't letting her go down there. Hey, Damien, you got anything on that? Because I really don't know um, why. Yeah, I, I was also confused by number one. I thought it was like a separate place, also. Yeah. I realized it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent sure why he wasn't letting her down there. I don't know if it was like he didn't want her to see like all the different hearing aids he's been trying to make or something. It didn't come. To, I didn't think about what you said about like, oh, he didn't want her to see all the information, like how desperate they were or something like that. Even though like it's pretty clear how desperate they are. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I it was definitely know. his workshop, but I assumed that at times other people went down there for whatever right. i don't yeah i don't know that, he that, didn't keep that the door was locked. Weird. the door was open at all times yep that door literally never closed the whole movie it was open the whole time yeah i don't i really don't know uh the only maybe the only thing that i could think of is the the steps were wooden and i know they were very careful as they went down them and she wouldn't know if she was making sound that could be one thing um but he painted everything else to like let you know where the squeaks were. Yeah. So I, it's weird. It is very strange. It could also just be like he doesn't want her thinking that it's hopeless because there's this pile of hearing aids that he's completely failed that's, at. That's what I was kind of saying. Yeah, yeah. like that. He didn't want her to see a, all these hearing aids that he's been trying to do and like there's nothing that's like working out right now. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but it, it's another one of those things that there's this whole collection of things of idiocies of plot holes of just little things there is a very good attention to detail to a lot of things which is what makes it so frustrating that there's a lot of things that are left open that shouldn't be yeah i don't don't know there's there's so much i'm willing to give them a little bit because there's so much to do in this world that they're creating well here's a big one because i was pretty confused by it um where did the flood come from Oh, into the into the area with the mattress. Yes. So I think it's when the monster got into that onto that floor before she went under, and then he was just tearing things apart trying to find where the noise was coming from, and he eventually accidentally like broke one of the pipes or whatever that caused the flood. Yeah. Which that was after about ten minutes of searching online. That's what I saw, but they didn't show that happen. I feel like they did. I don't think they showed it, but you could just hear the noise of him like tearing through that floor. So, and then later seeing like, oh, there's a there's a leak now. Yeah. See, that's one of those that's, things though that it, it, it comes off as like a gap. If they showed 
him slashing stuff, and you see him slash a pipe, and then it follows up later on with because the whole thing is they show hit the father leave, and then the water is leaking. And I was like, I saw and understand how important that is, and I'm like, the fuck is the water coming from though? I think I'll have to rewatch it because I don't remember questioning it when I saw it the first time. I was gonna try and rewind, but it was several minutes because it's the the monster attacking and then that scene happening. There's the whole scene where the two of them are talking after the baby is born, and I just didn't have time to go back and rewind and rewatch that part of it. Yeah, but yeah, so I should like, have done it with probably, that's yeah, that too. Uh, so that's probably what 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 is going on, Damien. You're probably right, but it's like a big leap in what you're viewing happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not... I guess I didn't really see it that way. Yeah. It seems kind of natural to me that he, all that noise up there with the monster, and then then all of a sudden that the leak was happening. Well, yeah, and there was I don't a whole remember questioning stuff. it. Like, I got, I understood how that was going to further ratchet up the the issues going on there, but then. She wakes up, and because I've been confused by where the water's coming from to begin with, at first, even though I knew it was happening, I was wondering whether it might be a dream sequence, nightmare sequence, because you see in the background, the creature is down there with them, which, how and why. Um, but more importantly, why is the mask and the cover of the box off of the baby? Because that scene ends before she goes to sleep with the father leaving, and at that time, they had put the mask on the baby to breathe, and they put the cover of the box on, and she wakes up, and you look at the box, and there's no cover, and the mask is off the baby. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the scene. I, I Again, I don't remember was, exactly know, how it went down. I know I'm not wrong about that one. But there was no before. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't, I, it's another one that I don't remember questioning. Because it sets up the whole thing where the thing goes underwater for what reason, I don't know. That's mm. I, I have a big issue with the creatures in this movie. Um, there's a lot of inconsistencies. There, it was a cool concept, mm -hmm. um, and some of the stuff that they do is cool. But there was stuff that just didn't add up for me. Okay. Um, but it goes underwater, which fine, we'll leave that alone for now. And so the whole like, the whole thing we're setting up with is, oh, the cover's off, the baby can make noise. I have to go and get the baby before the monster, before it makes a noise. And I'm like, but when the fuck did the the box open? And then she walks over there. Because I was wondering if it was the whole thing of the water rising, if it like shook or something. And it was also why I was wondering if it was a dream sequence at first. Because when she went to sleep and when he left, it was covered and the mask was on the baby. And then she wakes up and the box cover is off and the mask is off. And the father has not come back down because he's looking for the other two kids. And the water is flowing. So we know there's passage of time. Mm -hmm. No one could have done that thing. So that's why I was wondering at first if it was a dream thing where it was like, this was her panicking. Like, oh my God, mm -hmm. the worst possible outcome. The baby can make noise. The monster is here. And then I was like, no, this is going on pretty long, and they're interspersing it with scenes of the father looking for the kids. So this is clearly happening, and she goes over, and it's a cool set piece, but it doesn't make any sense to me how we get to that. Yeah. I, now, the more that you say it, I do think that I, I vaguely remember just expecting that like it was shifted from floating and probably hit something and the, the lid came off. But the baby's also not in it, right, at some point? No, the baby was in the, in the box still, but, but the mask is off the baby. There's a point. Oh, the mask is off the baby. There's a. Isn't there like a point though where the monster's like looking into the box and you're like, oh my no, god, it's, it's gonna on eat the, the baby. other side of the room in the corner. Hmm. And she carefully puts her feet in the water. She walks over. She picks up the baby. Walks into the other side of the little mini waterfall, yeah, trying to yeah. use for audio cover. Which that all made sense. I was I was yep. I was good with all that part of it. Mm -hmm. Just the setup to that set piece didn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to rewatch that sequence because I don't. I don't fully remember, and it's been it's been a while since I've seen it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I feel like the same thing you said, Anthony. I don't remember at the time being thinking anything of it. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah, so far so from the things that you've brought up, I don't the, none of, I don't remember questioning them while I was watching it. So I, I would have to rewatch them with that context and, and see what what other what other problems you got. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the Martha thing that you guys aren't understanding? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the scream at the end was was just Martha because I laughed when he started screaming. When wait when he screams to save his kids? Yes, I laughed. That's absurd to me. That was the best scene of the entire movie. I laughed at it. I absolutely loved it. It, it hit every note for me. No, I, you know, I was good with everything up until he opened his mouth. I feel like uh, at this point, you, I feel like you were so frustrated. <laughs> no, because that's a that's a tense scene. Like, it was, and the whole thing, even though I didn't have fucking subtitles, I got the whole thing of what he was signing and what he was about to do. I knew what was coming next. I just didn't sound. I just didn't expect the scream to be so ridiculous. Uh, I didn't feel that way. I was I laughing felt more like it was like a battle cry. It, it was a. Yeah, 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 that's not how I experienced it. Weird. No, because I I expected him to scream like "Hey, over here" or something like you know. What I mean, something of that ilk. I was like, okay, I'm on board. I laughed at the sound he made. I, I, uh, I don't know. No, even for, though I was for supposed me, was... to, even though it was gripping up until that very moment. No, for for me, it was literally him. Everything he's got, he was expelling <laughs> into the air as the thing to distract this thing, to save his children, knowing that he was going to die, letting out all of the pain and the protection all at once. Like, I, I think that's gorgeous. It sounded like when you watch a comedy movie when, like, someone, like, jumps off of something and expects to die and then ends up not dying and it's nah. supposed to be funny. That's how it sounded. It feels like you were very irritable at this point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was trying to buy in even though I was furiously taking notes on my phone at the same time. Um, Damien, because where, where no, did because you the, stand? Th- the thing is, because what I will say in in a positive light for all of this is the very end of the movie I actually thought was perfect. I thought the very end of the movie was was solid, and I, I do think it was a little campy and funny, and I appreciated it. I but I but for me the that scene is the is the uh, it's just like the perfect sum of everything that we've been building towards this whole time. Well, I mean, specifically protecting their kids. Well, I meant specifically like what they, the way they carry out once we've discovered the fatal flaw yeah. and we decide to carry it out where she turns the thing up and she turns it all the way up. You see all in the monitors, the two things running, she cocks the shotgun and fade to black. Yeah. That was executed perfectly. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. Damien, where did you stand on the screen? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I was expecting it, kind of like what Al said. Like I wasn't expecting that scream, but I, I wasn't upset by it and I was I, I liked it. No, yeah. I knew that's what he was gonna do. I just didn't expect him to sound like such a kook when he did the actual scream. Well, no. I knew he was about yeah. to sacrifice himself and draw them draw it over to him. I didn't Yeah, I knew he was gonna sacrifice sort of himself. I thought he was just gonna be similar like what you were saying, like, oh hey, over here type of thing, not yeah. the like battle cry, but that's kind of how I saw it when he did do it. It was like a battle cry of just like letting it all out, and there we go. It was more. I. It's it's crazy. It's loud, and it just sounds instinctual. It doesn't sound like him trying, which is why. Oh no! It didn't sound instinctual it. at all. <laughs> I, I disagree. That's exactly what I got from. It, it sounded <laughs> like he looked at the script and it said "make loud noise," and he's like, "Uh, loud noise." Yeah, he wrote the script. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, uh, the you know what kills me is. When, as the audience, you figure out the flaw first, 
and you realize that nobody else is seeing it, it's just like, turn around. <laughs> like, that is so frustrating. I get it. Like it builds the anticipation and like, and the tension in the scene, but I'm just like, Oh my God, are they going to figure it out? <laughs> is this it? Is this like, it's like, here's for the audience. This is what would have worked, but we're, we're just going to kill everyone. That, like, that would have been a crazy ending. <laughs> When the kids were on the truck and he was about to let out the noise, I was like, no, turn the hearing aid on. Turn the hearing aid on. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. That that sound was awful, too. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was too much. You know, feedback's yeah. never a great sound. The, uh, how about that? Uh, we didn't talk about this. I'm sure this this didn't make Al happy. But the man, that that nail on the step. Oh, Ooh, no, is I that was scene... fine with that. Yeah, really? You, I feel like you Why usually don't. I? You usually don't like a, a scene like that. What do you mean? Uh, the, like this, this, like the torture of it. Oh, so you don't mean me having a problem with? Oh no, it, no, just not movie. being able to watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I mean, I sure I wasn't a fan of that, but you no, did, as far as the storytelling the, the movie goes, I thought it was good. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, well, I was frustrated because I'm like. There was a whole about a lot of issues where it was like, why is she alone doing the laundry when she's right. very pregnant? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like clearly like tugging on the thing. I was like, you realize how all these things you guys are doing are to not make a single sound and you were just going to decide, let me just yank this thing real quick. Like making super aggressive motions with heavy objects never really ends well when you're trying to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, have, is, like has no one ever like I- – like, Done. I, I, honestly, I've done that exact thing, not with the nail and like the murder aliens. Um, but you know, late at night, uh, <laughs> late at night, you know. Oh, I did a little laundry. A lot of times for me, I end up doing what like my sheets and shit, and then like I, I'll, I'll put it in the washer, put it in the dryer, I'll go downstairs and watch some TV. Hey, time to go to bed. Let me grab my sheets and carry them upstairs. Let me make sure I don't knock any shit over with the fucking basket of shit. Like, has no one ever done any of that sort of stuff when you're trying to be quiet? You always end up hitting something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's not, like, tempt fate by, like, well, dragging it off. The, but, the, no, but the whole thing with the setup of, like you said, the very beginning, um, you know, foreshadowing with them, walking with the the, the feet um, unclad. Because, yes, that is a good way to, to mask and muffle the sound you make while walking. But while walking around unknown terrain, yeah. not very smart. Then they set up the whole thing with the nail showing up, and it's like, and they, they super vote, like, not suddenly. What is it, like, 30 minutes before it happens, too? You're like, the nail comes yeah. up, you're like, oh, God, this is going to pay off real bad soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was the thing, is, I, I, you know, I heard a criticism of Dead Space 2, the game. Did you guys, either of you play that? No. Yeah. Did you ever play the original one? No. I know okay. of the games, but I have not played them. So the first one is considered a genuinely excellent game, both the premise, sorry, all around the premise, the combat, and its value as a horror property. The second one I saw criticized because it was organic horror in the first one. The second one is a lot of jump scares. And there's jump scares in the first one, but they're telegraphed by a rise in audio, as you often know in combat situations in video games, there'll often be audio crescendoing as you go in. Now, if it's not supposed to be a surprise, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a horror game, that's an issue. And I saw people making fun of the second one for completely forgetting all the things that made the first one successful with that. And the same thing with this. They telegraphed a lot of those things by zooming in and 
all the focus super granular on one thing, you know something big is going to happen every time they did it, and they never let you down. Something big happened every single time. Now, in this case, when you see the nail come up, you know it's setting up something going on. But it, like again, it was just the unsubtlety of it, where it was like, let's zoom in. <laughs> but no, like, it, it's, not, it's not a big thing. It's not like a why this movie sucked. It was just one of those things where it's just like, come on. <laughs> I, I I kind of look at it from the other uh, a different angle though, because the way that I see it is they, it's the the entire movie makes the audience uncomfortable. Whether it's the silence, the craziness, the you see the thing that the characters don't. Like, and this was one of those things. The the nail comes up, and I feel like basically what could have happened at that point is the director could have come onto the screen and be like, "You see that? You can't, you can't do anything about it. it and and it's gonna come back and bite you in the ass soon. We'll, we'll be back in thirty minutes." Episode of Family Guy. Hey, you see what's going on right there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pay attention there. Exactly. It's just like you you because you know it's there, you know it's gonna come back, and you know exactly what's gonna happen. And you don't, you still don't want to believe it. And then as she's walking down the steps, you're like, "Ooh, like, are they gonna, are they gonna, like, you know, pull back for one second? Oh, she's caught on the thing. <laughs> like, is she gonna like step back? No, she just steps right onto it. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> like, like, even though you know exactly what's gonna happen, you're just like, please, no, it's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Then they'll go through. It, it's what's crazy to me though. Normally, a scene like that would make me squeamish. But I think I blacked out, and all I saw was Harry stepping on the nail in Home Alone. <laughs> Not Harry, Marv. <laughs> stepping on the nail and just the, the, the his guttural scream <laughs> as he falls backwards. That's And I was like, oh, man, they'd be so dead. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marv. Love him. Yeah, no. Uh, overall, though, uh, like that was cool. It was sm- it was smart. Like I was, I, like I was totally good with that. That was a, a plus for this movie. The at first, one of the things that bothered me was the um, she gives birth alone. She sure did, right? And make without noise, apparently. And well, no, she did. The whole the fireworks gave her the cover to do it because she screams and she should have died right then and there. But then the fireworks go off immediately oh, after. That's true. The monster runs away. So totally good with all that. Yeah, that's that. But that whole that whole sequence was 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 rough to watch. That was yes. scary. And I was oh. like, of all the things that I don't want to happen in this movie, it's it's something horrible happening right now. Is what I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, that when we finally get when we finally get down to that basement though, with the amplified with the amplified hearing aid and like the, the monster like deteriorating as they shoot it in the face. I was just like, you, it's like, you're finally just like, kill it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised thing. with their restraint to not shoot it earlier. Mm. Cause they had plenty of time while it's freaking out to like, like, Hey, it's face is open. Like, yeah. Take a shot. Yeah. I, I, I was curious about that. I could have, I thought it was like, it could have been a number of things. Like one, it's like, how is this going to be? worse if i make the noise right now the other thing i was thinking is have they shot these things before and it wasn't effective there was there was a note up on the thing and there was a headline on one of the articles on the back the paint like put up on the wall about um what's the weakness and is it or the creature is armored or something like that was like one of the headlines Mm. so clearly they discovered that just shooting it doesn't work right I was into, was it I, now remind me I don't fully remember this so the kids are on top of the silo 
Mm -hmm. They lit the little lantern to let the other folks know. Like, you which know. have you ever climbed up a ring, a rung ladder like that? Yeah, sure. It's a super loud thing to every do. Thursday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could. I Did could, you ever I buy that, that ladder that you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I need to. Yeah, I could imagine them being loud. But so they're on top of the silo. They light the flame, and they kind of seeing the other neighbors that are around. There was a point where there was there wasn't a flame in the distance. Was that were they done? Did they get did they get had? <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of curious about that. Like there's a, these other families clearly that are doing a similar thing of like, yeah, we're still here. And then there was one particular area that they looked at, and the you know, flame was. I I lost track of that because I know there was the whole thing with the old people that clearly there was people alive, and that's not that surprising to me. And I remember after watching the movie that I'd read something a while back saying how it was proven that there was in there was a kind of a community-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, but I forgot about it during it, and I didn't realize... I guess I never picked up that there was another signal fire thing going on. I thought it was like a different perspective of like scenes, like if it was the one that they were lighting or whatever. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. There's the other the other thing that kind of I was I was curious about early on. Then it's funny because there's like one of the one of the things in the background that I picked up on immediately the first time that I saw it, which was why don't they eat what they kill? Like why are these things just killing people? <laughs> that was that was something I wanted to talk about with you guys. Motivation. Yeah. Um, I had an issue with motivation. I didn't get it. Neither did I. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, because I at first I assumed the cast was... didn't seem to get it either. They had that note on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that because I I assumed it was um you know if if it's not like just a takeover situation, which there doesn't seem to be any governance by them type of thing with no hostile you know organization. It's these things freelancing, which okay, so maybe that's like an alien or a predator type of thing. But it doesn't really seem to be hunting for sport, so we can kind of rule out the predator thing. And it's not eating them; it's just executing them. Maybe they just eliminate anything that could be a potential threat. I suppose, um, although that's a hyper aggressive because they don't seem to be tied to a territory so much as seeming to stalk them. My planet. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is now. No, but but you know what? I mean? Well, that's clearly the, where where this is all going, right? Is that yeah. it's it's their place now? But the thing is, yeah, no, I was confused about that because it didn't seem to be for sport. It wasn't purely a territory play, and they're not eating them, so they're not hunting them. If that was the case, if it was more like an alien situation, yeah. xenomorph situation, where it's hunting them, totally understand it. But because well, that's the thing is like they cut the scene with the kid early, right? Where it tackles it off screen, and it's like. It could plausibly have dragged it away to eat, right? You don't really see. Right. But then right. you see the scene with the old man, and you see them hunting them in the house and this and that. It very, like where it has her dead rights and then gets distracted by another sound and goes and runs elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I the lack of motivation, the lack of understanding of motivation threw me in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give you that. I really didn't know or understand why. Yeah. And kind of like piggybacking off of that. I'm not entirely sure I understand the rules either. What Other than that sound, like don't do sounds, uh, is, is clearly one of the rules. But the rules, you know, with this other thing, like think about like the movie Scream, right? 
mm-hmm. where they talk about all the rules of the horror movie tropes, yeah. like how you get killed, how you survive, whatever. Like this sort of movie, typically you in the, the early on or the first half of the movie, you set the rules of engagement, and then the rest of the movie is playing with those. The rules that they seem to set early on don't seem to apply in the second half of the movie. How so? Wait, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, it's still all sound based, right? But like they, they do the thing where it's like, okay, if I make a sound and I don't immediately cut the sound, I'll get killed. The kid in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. We have the guy screaming. We have to get as far away from him as possible. We get away. He kills the old man, goes away. Mm-hmm. And then later on, there's a sound. It comes and investigates. And then it just kind of hangs out. And then it goes away, and then it comes back, and now it's stalking me through the house, and now it's upstairs, and it's downstairs, and it's going to make itself a cup of tea. In- and <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish that's actually what happened. That would have been amazing. Uh, I don't know. I think in the other scenes, like the earlier ones, they always left the area afterwards. I'm pretty sure they stood stock still on that bridge watching that kid get killed. Right, but like maybe even if the thing was kind, of, I, I'm not really defending this. I'm just trying to reason with it. But like, <laughs> if they were, if it was, if it killed the thing, right? Like it ran on screen, demolished this thing. They they held from making noise. They were emotional. They sat there. If they didn't make any more noise, it wouldn't really have been able to find them. I don't know. Sure, except for when the thing is clearly breaking those rules when it smacks him. At the end of the movie, he's being quiet, and the thing is sitting on the roof up above it, clearly looking down at it. Doesn't, he, doesn't he hit? Doesn't he like bump into the hanging tools? No, no. no. He walk. He, he looks around. He sees the tools. He yeah. sees an axe. He walks over and silently, and they're big, big deal. Even though I think they cheated a bit, and muted a lot of stuff, but he draws the axe silently. The kids are in the car, we're looking around. He's walking. Silently, pauses. You see him look up, and the camera pans. The kids see it first, and it's hanging over the edge yeah. of the thing. And he turns up to look at it, and as he prepares to swing the axe, it swings and slaps him across the. Wall. I'll I'll give them this one only because what we learned one of the rules that we learned is if there's something louder, it can't hear you. But sure. if they're out there alone and there's no other sound, it could probably hear you breathing. Maybe. Well, they do that whole thing where it's they show it open up for its yeah. extra ears. But <laughs> super all the ears. Time, yeah, super ears. <laughs> super. All the times that they do those sorts of things, like it does it in the basement with her when she's got the when she she sets up the alarm clock thing. Mm-hmm. It's walking around for a long time, never finds her, and eventually the thing goes off. He's out in the open. Like, you, that sort of hearing thing would work better in an enclosed space as him breathing would echo off the walls. He's in an open mm-hmm. space with airflow of the wind and stuff like that. Yeah. Bustling I, of corn right past him. Yeah, you're right. I don't I don't know. It could, could also be, I don't know, the ground was not set up the way that their normal outside grounds are set up with, like, the the wood chips or the or the breadcrumbs. So, like, maybe he's stepping up. I, I'm saying they didn't. they definitely didn't clear it up. I think it could have been a number of things, but yeah, you are right where it wasn't really fully explained. 
Yeah, I was just confused where it, there just seemed to be inconsistency where it's like, you know, zips in, kill someone, moves on, or zips in, kill someone, you moved on, and then it's zips in, doesn't kill anyone, shouldn't it, like, I would imagine these things have to have, like, a terrible anxiety, because there's just sound <laughs> all the time everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's like, oh, there's this thing Wait. drinking, let me go after that, like, I think you just answered the question of why they're just killing these things. They are terrified. Slice. Why is there so much sound on this planet? <laughs> Which would, that would have made more sucks. sense. What doing, you know what I mean? Like, but instead, it turns it into a more of a cat and mouse thing. Um, so I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just seemed inconsistent. Like, you know, sound happens. It investigates. No more sound happens. It moved on. Seemed to be the rules for the first half of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then that was no longer the case because, you know, the story gets better when they're hanging around, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fair. That's well, probably, but they only hard. really, well, I guess actually they killed him. So never mind. I was going to say that like they hung around in this case because there was sound, but they never found the source of it. Where in the previous versions, like there was sound, they found the source of it. They killed it. So they're like, okay, I'm going to move on. Well, I guess what but I'm saying though, they, like, they, I, I get what you're saying. You're right. But, Ooh, wait, hang on. There is a difference in the scenes where, like, towards the end when they are outside the whole silo. Maybe the thing's just pissed off because they got the better of it a couple times. I suppose so. That hasn't happened before. That could be an explanation. Yeah, I guess so. It's and like, there's a couple oh, times where... oh, I'm gonna get you. I don't know where you are, <laughs> but I'm going to rip your face off. <laughs> well, I, I guess, I guess that's like, like kind of the, the the point I was making with like. The, it got attracted to their house the night before when the creatures were making sounds, and it killed them. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, not hunting it. It just smacks it and crushes it to death, and then it leaves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, I think about how many like it, it got attracted. I guess I could understand. You know, a lot of times you'll see like uh, like The Walking Dead or um, um, Dawn of the Dead. Um, they a lot of times, like zombies in those cases, will ignore certain sounds or get easily yeah. bored with certain sounds. But sounds that are more indicative of life is what attracts it further or keeps its interest. Mm -hmm. And like this one, it's like, oh, a sound happened. I didn't expect it. Let me go investigate. Eh, nothing for me to kill. Let me move on. And then that wasn't going on so much. Yeah. You know what they should have done? 300, 300 some odd days into it. They should have built a little shelter behind that waterfall. Yeah. Boom. Again, further back to my thing, what were they doing that whole year? Right. Really not soundproofing the fucking house. Like, or, or just one room. Just create me one room, like panic room of they did. soundproof. Like, they, I did. That. they did. Yeah, the basement. The, the hole with the mattress. The mattress hole. Yeah. <laughs> they set up the red lights. But you you, you, said, you said one room. They gave you one room. <laughs> one room that barely did the job. The silo, sitting there with the corn, <laughs> nice and quiet. Yeah, no, the corn attracted the corn moving around attracted yeah, was, the thing. That was, that was loud. As, that, <laughs> as all that happened, I was like, "This isn't going to end well for anybody." <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I was just a little confused by the rules. I, uh, I'm still, I'm still kind of bummed that you watched it without subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure Same. you don't actually prefer that I watch it without subtitles? Damien, do you ha do you have any notes? Anything that you particularly loved or hated about this thing? Uh, I don't think there was anything necessarily that I hated. Uh, we didn't really talk about the the 
was it the the silo? We talked a little bit about it, but like when they fell in, I was just like, oh god. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell, tell us what realize... you liked about the silo. Well, I don't know if there was anything I like. It just terrifying the way that they were falling into it. Like I never thought about that when they got in there. I was like, oh okay, and I was like, oh great, it's like quicksand. Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely felt the same way. Who, who is it? Is it um? Do you remember that mental block that I unblocked for you a couple weeks ago, Ant, with the uh, quicksand? The Jungle Book? Oh, stop! <laughs> I lost it again until you brought it. Why did you bring that back? <laughs> because that's what I thought about when I watched it. Like, oh my god, we were just talking about the uh, the quicksand thing recently. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, no, that did was... you hear that episode, Damien? Uh, I don't I, think I think so. that was Princess Bride. Yes. Because we were talking about, about the lightning Olympics. sand. Uh, was it post spoiler? So I think I, yeah. I think I might have stopped. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, you never seen the Princess Bride? I haven't. No. Oh, we got to make that happen. That'll be. Oh, <laughs> it's such a good movie. You'll love. We it. had a very unfortunate conversation about quicksand in that episode. Yeah, it's it it got dark <laughs> and it, it it apparently brought up some memories that I repressed. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, the that, yeah, when they're when they're sinking into the into that, oh, it's it is you feel helpless. Yes. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> and that was like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want to talk about positives, like, that, like there are some genuinely good thriller sequences, and that's one yeah. of them. Like, oh my god, he's drowning in corn. Yep. Um, and oh wait, we're gonna drop the door. At first second, the door falls right behind him. Yep. And he stops moving. I thought the door cut him in half. So did I. Hundred oh, percent. I thought it was over. I was like, Horrible. wow. I was like, this is dark, and it just got darker. That like, was the worst, scariest thing of the whole fucking movie, which included several disembowelments and another murder of an even younger child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, which we I, don't we don't have a problem with that, guys. Like, like everyone lost their shit collectively enough over John Wick with the dog. We don't have a problem with the murder of a child in this. That's actually I meant to open the show with that. Like, this movie tells you where it stands from the very beginning. <laughs> like, I have a problem. Like, how many movies do you know of where there's just the cold-blooded murder of a child on screen, hmm. not implied on screen. How often do you see that? <sighs> Damien, you can answer two. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't think I can think of one. Is that something I can How Google? How does this movie get, get away with that? I'm afraid to Google cold-blooded murder of a child. <laughs> I don't want to be put on I'll a list. I guess you on some kind of watch list. <laughs> I'll tell you about another recent example of that, that where that happened. I didn't see it, so I don't know if it's specifically on screen like this but i know for a fact that that movie that just came out recently was it the witch mm. the the one with um was it what's her name was it nicolette sheridan um oh, damn it you, you don't know the movie i'm talking about the, the, what's the witch came out in 2015 is that what you're talking no, about no what's the one you know you don't remember the the name of the the horror movie that came out just in the last couple of months everyone was going wild over not the nun. Everyone, no, not the nun. Um, I thought it was the witch. It's something to do with witchcraft. So that's why I thought that's what it was. Maybe it's like witch, just witch. No, no. I don't remember what it's called, and it's pissing me off. And um, it was yeah, no, it was a movie that came out just a couple of months ago, and everyone was going like it was like supposedly was a really good example of a a horror movie. And I read a synopsis of it because like it was like getting all up in. Like people's hereditary, business. hereditary. That's it. I guess it wasn't yeah. a picture. What was it? Oh, Tony Collette. That's who it was. So what happens in this one? Oh, I'm pretty sure that a small 
girl, let's call her 12, um, gets decapitated. Huh. Yeah. Good grief. Right. Yeah, I don't... I feel like it's... But it's, it's I didn't see it, so I don't know often. if it happens on screen or if it's just, hmm. oh, you know that's what happened. You know what I mean? Based on... Like, like, the sh- like a shadow or something? Well, just like, we see the situation... Something happens, child dies. We know that that's what happened. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or if they show it, I don't know because I didn't see it, but I know that this movie was supposed to be very shocking. It shows a lot of fucked up shit, and I know that a teenage girl gets decapitated. <laughs> Good grief! Yeah, yeah, they uh, they they kill that kid. <laughs> that <laughs> how did they go in the beginning of this episode? You were like the kid that's. In the movie. In the movie. <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Damien, did you have? I feel like you might have had something else other than the silo scene. Uh, no, I was going to talk about the kid in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Because um, that definitely got me. I don't know. Like, that was messed up. I was like, maybe because just having yeah. DJ now, I was just thinking about that. My boy! <laughs> you being a parent, yeah. I'm sure made this yeah. much tougher watch. I'm not going to watch things like, like uh, this anymore. <laughs> I was like, yep, there's no way Aaron can watch this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, I mean, we all saw the trailer. I didn't think it was quite going to go down that way visually. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It's pretty rough. And then the, then the daughter going back and laying the stuff at the grave was just heartbreaking the whole time. Yes. Ugh, yeah. There are so many brutal things going on emotionally in this movie. It's rough. Yes. Um... Well, I want to ask if you guys experienced this this way. Maybe maybe knowing what everyone was saying, you wouldn't have picked up on this. But I had to pick up on a lot of, you know, I had to try and pick up on all of the, the like, you know, if I had heard, heard, read all of the words they were saying, maybe I wouldn't have had enough time to poke holes in everything else that was going on. But I noticed a lot of other things just going on with the filmmaking of the, the you, movie. You, like, weren't paying attention to the, the things that were actually happening because you just, you couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> so, what are they doing back there? <laughs> As, <laughs> as I was watching, um, I, I realized that I was kind of experiencing this um, in the style of a Shyamalan movie. There's a lot of, I feel like, tonally and thematically similarities to the... It is, it, this isn't a knock on the movie. It's just something I observe. That's fine. Because uh, I'm watching you shake your head. I was just disgust. Yeah. Just at him. But go on. Um, well, think about kind of like the tropes that you see in that. Um, unexplained creature type stuff. Yeah. Complex set of rules surrounding it. Um, watching the characters respond to and evolve and learn those rules and try and live in this alternate way and looking at this alternate view of life, the importance of the family unit, all those sorts of things is very reminiscent of signs, the village the happening, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of those movies, I, 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 I kind of experienced them like tonally a lot of the similar ways, the, like the beats played out in that way, as well as even some specifically of the camera work, like what I was talking about, like focusing in on something and that being the visual cue to you that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause you see that a lot of times with those Shyamalan movies as well. And also even specifically that sort of thing. And the creatures and how we focus on the creatures moving on screen and moments of terror and like that and the idea of evading them in the ways that we are and not fully understanding what we're seeing 
Uh, that part of it actually even more specifically reminded me of the way I experienced watching the original Jurassic Park. Hmm. Because a lot of the scenes, especially the indoor scenes, moving around rooms with it reminded me of like the kitchen, the kitchen scene, the, yeah, the raptors. Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as I said it, you're, you're, you're there, and that's where your mind jumps. Right. Yeah. Did you guys pick up on that while you were watching it? Um, I didn't make that like that specific association. I recognize that style for sure. Like as uh, a, there's a lot of other things that do it. I mean, there's yeah. Alien, any other horror mm-hmm. movies, a lot of them, stuff. But that specific action, I always associate with that specific scene from that specific Jurassic Park. Yeah, what I, you know what I love about that? It, those things are they're they're tense, they're hard to watch, and they're not going to be cheapened by a jump scare afterwards. They're just like, no, this is what's the scary part. Yes, and I really I appreciate that because I I have become less and less tolerant of the jump scare. Yes, me too. It's like you can you can get maybe maybe one, and even that is usually cheap. Like a cheap scare, you like you're throwing in the towel because you can't do it any other way. Yes, that like, was what that was something that was frustrating me watching this as well. Is a couple after the first couple of times it happened, every time they zoomed in on someone. It's like, well, here we go. We're going to do, we're fucking stone silent. And I'm watching this at midnight in my surround sound fucking theater in my house. <laughs> and here comes the very loud sound with the very quick jump scare. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, basically. <laughs> Again, telegraphing it, but you can't stop yourself from jumping when it's going to fucking, it's going to ear fuck you in a minute. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It was probably much worse for the alien things. <laughs> you you mentioned M Night Shyamalan, and I feel like the movie that I I always kept coming back to that this reminded me of was actually was Signs a little bit. Yeah, that that was the most specifically, but you see elements of it in stuff like The Village and The Happening as well. But Signs yeah. is the one that I'm I I genuinely enjoy Signs, and that's the one I'm the most familiar with, and that's the one that was called back to me most, especially while watching this movie. I think I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that movie because I remember watching it and despising it. Really, oh, I really yeah. like that movie. Yeah. That was the last one he made before the bloom was off. Before what? People all still, people all still. Uh, sorry, it's an expression. It's like people all still liked him and bought in on his to his stuff with that one. It was mm-hmm. everything after that 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 changed. I will, I will rewatch it with an with an attempt at an open mind. But I do remember not liking it at all. And then there's everybody a lot telling me they loved it made me hate it even more. <laughs> there's a lot of similarities with this tonally, and more specifically, the image of that isolation on a farm. In cornfields, mm-hmm. and I can even see some, that. Of, some of the specifics of, especially the scenes with her in the house, like when she wakes up, yeah, and sees it, where the focus is on something else, and you see it in the background. That whole idea of less is more in this case, because mm-hmm. that's the way it is with signs. Is spoiler alert for signs, guys. You <laughs> only ever see the alien for like. 12 seconds. Yeah. And again, less about jump scares, more about building that tangible tension that you can mm-hmm. feel when you know it's there, but you can't see it. Yeah. That's, oh, I, I will, I will give that movie another try. I, uh, I like this movie so much that I'm chalking up your dislike to a technicality. I had all these other issues with it that I that didn't have anything to do with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, like, there's, I certainly had questions about what was going on, 
Um, I can't believe you got through the entire thing, though. <laughs> I'm I'm a professional. <laughs> no, but without 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 a question of like you know like I feel like no no, you, no let, let 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 me make this clear. I was questioning it the whole time. I felt too stupid to look up. Hey, is this movie supposed to have? Because there's long periods of it where they're not doing that thing. So I was like, right. when they did it a couple times, it's like this is super frustrating. And then I looked up something and I saw a thumbnail of a clip from the movie mm-hmm. and there were subtitles on it. Yep. But I just assumed it was oh, one of those man. weird explaining <laughs> to you what's going on in this scene. Like that was what the link was to. Yeah. Like one of the, you know, those, this thing explained, which is like everything about a movie online now. Yeah. Um, so I just assumed they put that on there because it's like, it looked it looked pasted on. It didn't look like a way a normal subtitle looks. Right. My, minor minor tangent about that is there's so many of these YouTube videos of like the ending of X Explained, the ending of it, Y Explained. And then when you see a movie that you're just like, why didn't you get it? <laughs> and why does it, like every once in a while I'll watch one of those and I'll be like, yeah. Wait, why are we doing this? <laughs> I've I've had that exact experience many times while on the internet, and I'm just like, wait, who needed that explained? Right. Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate like the uh, the five things you might have missed. Like, those are cool. Like, sometimes there's usually there might be one or two that I did miss, and I really well, appreciate you know, like, that. Like a movie that was heavy on Easter eggs that you didn't yeah. necessarily yeah. need explanation because you didn't get the the right. reference. But if you were watching right. the movie on your phone, like while you were on your phone, and that's why you didn't get it, you don't deserve a YouTube video explaining to you what happened at the end. You should not be allowed in theaters. You should you should be made to leave. No, but the thing is, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like when it's like you know the ending of Inception explained, or yeah. the ending of Annihilation explained. I understand that. Yeah. Also, let, let, let's let's ease up on that language a little bit. Let's be like a theory of the ending. Of, you don't know, okay? You don't know. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes, sometimes though, it, it yeah. it's true. Like they explain, but there's other times where you're like where you said where it's like you know it's like. The ending of Talladega Nights. Right, it's like, right. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck do you mean? And it, it does. It definitely grabs my attention for a minute because I'm like, wait, did I miss someone? Like, what? <laughs> and then you watch it, like, no, people are just stupid. Ah, oh, that's that frustrates me. So you just contributed to their to their video, their view count, and their ads. So there you go. Well, that's... only only every once I've learned my lesson that I'm I'm probably right, and I don't need to watch it. So I don't yes. anymore. But I, I definitely got me a few times. Where I was like, "Wait a minute, what are you talking about?" What I promise I... you that you do not need to watch the end of Talladega Nights explained. I watched a video on the Phantom Thread. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's still as terrible as I thought it was." It's <laughs> <laughs> really hot garbage. See, how great would this be if I watched that movie and, and like it entered my top three? Uh, I think that'd probably be the end of the show. <laughs> I think I would disown you as my cousin. Well, this is probably the first time. That we did a movie that I was stridently against. That's that true. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, well, I kinda... generally tend to be more sympathetic to what we watch. Yeah, I. Uh, and there's I been a few things that we both disliked. Oh, hasn't there? You <laughs> stay tuned for holiday 2018. Uh, <laughs> you. Uh... Oh, that's right. Even Damien's getting a surprise here. Damien doesn't know what that's about. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's, I'm also glad that I had Damien here to like it as well. <laughs> I also I cannot believe that's so funny to me that you went through the whole thing without the subtitles. That's I'm a, I'm a it's also funny is I thought I fixed that problem. 
Unfortunately, apparently not. My commitment Maybe to the he fixed it for later things. Is unparalleled. Oh my god, that's that's so funny. I love that. All right, I, I'm I'm all out. I'm out of stuff. Anybody have anything else they want to chat about? I don't think so. No, I'm good. You good? All right, well, that's it for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. Thanks for joining us. If you have a topic for the show or a movie you'd like us to cover, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at spintune.com. We'll be back next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, thank you, Al. Thank you, Damien. I'm Anthony, and we're out. Cheers.